But I completed it. It's not something I ever have to do again. I would never do it again. Well, did did you do it? No. I mean, I I would just never do it again if I were you. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Um... I'm okay. I'm okay. I've yeah. been very, I've been in a very bad mood. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I know. What a bummer to be in what, a bad mood. Is it for a reason or just it's, it's in you? I think you just... it, I think it may be hormonal. Yeah. And I think it may be in me. Yeah. Um, and I think it may be, you know, just a response to life and grief and trauma. Yeah, that makes sense. That, yeah, I think it does. I think it does. And like, and it's weird. Um, it's just hard. It's hard to, it's hard. How are you doing? I'm okay. I didn't sleep very well last night because um, we're traveling. We're, yeah, we're traveling today. And I think I, you know, I think everyone in my family has like a certain amount of anxiety and uh, so all of us being anxious together is probably, you know, not the best for the most harmonious day leading up to travel. But I never sleep well the night before I'm supposed to travel. Anywhere. No, I don't think, I think that's, I think that's normal. Yeah. So just like running over and over in my mind, like what I need to bring, what I can't forget. This is blah, also blah, blah, blah. a very, like a very specific type of travel that yes. is probably adding to that stressor of like, what do I need to bring? I can't forget this thing. 100%. And you also know, because I think this infuriates you. When I travel, I'm always like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out when I get there. (laughs) Like whether I'm going to take a train or rent a car. Yes, yes, yes. Which I know makes everyone crazy. But generally I'm traveling by myself, so it's no big deal. But this time I'm traveling with my sons and so they have their way of doing things and so we're all just trying to coordinate and plus it's a little tricky because then I am actually coming to New York almost immediately from Cape Cod to do a thing with you which I I don't know it doesn't seem like great timing for you (laughs) It's not great timing, but also, like, what is? You know what I mean? Like, if you waited for great timing all the time, then, you know. We'd get nothing done. We'd get nothing done. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's better timing than uh, than it could be, you know? So, um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to figure all of that out. But I'm also just like, this is the only area in my life where I'm like, oh, I'll just trust that it'll work out. Like, it'll just work out. You know, what's the worst that could happen? So, you know. I'm with you, though. Like, I feel like that, I feel like people put too much sort of on, like, any time. Okay. I just got fucking kicked in the ass by this. By You know, I've always been a very travel, fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of gal. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, this summer, I really wanted to spend some more time in Los Angeles. And so does Birdie before boarding school. Right. And I was like, 
also just trying to be like sort of proactive and also like doing my own thing because I'm like, I will be renting the the this place or whatever, you know, however I, I just decided to be proactive and like do it ahead of ahead time. Of, like find a place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, cause I had like some things that I wanted to make sure that the place had. And Doors. Like, I mean, listen. <laughs> Doors, beds, a pool. That's also good. That's also good. And uh, and I wanted to be in a specific neighborhood because I want to be, I've decided that if I'm going to see if I want to move back to LA, I need to be walking distance to friends. I'm not going to move anymore. I'm, I'm not moving anywhere in the future where I can't walk over to someone's house oh, if I need okay. to. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. At least one close friend. Yeah. And then I'm going to try to pull other close friends to the neighborhood <laughs> so that we can eventually you're, you're trying gate to, it off. Yeah, and you're trying to reverse start a compound. Reverse engineer a commune, yes. I'm I'm calling it a compound, not a okay. commune. I okay. think a commune could have a negative connotation and there's gonna be no um, mandatory sex for anyone, you know? <laughs> yes. I think of a commune as like you're communally working on things. So maybe you'll have like a garden together. But yes, also sometimes communes have sex together. So I guess I can see where. But I'm thinking this is mostly going to be like a women-only commune. I think probably there will be some men who are willing to do whatever the women say without question. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so I rented this place. I'm just talking about like how I never plan ahead and then right. how this one time I have done this for the summer and it has just like completely fucked me. Just blown up in your face? It hasn't blown up in my face, but it's just stupid. Like literally signed the contract. Yeah. And three people offered me their houses for free oh, in LA. No. Three of my friends who were like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, we're leaving for the entire summer. I just thought of you. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's a big oh, no. Because it's like, I am, you know, I've been on a journey to try to save money, not spend. And like, right. I, I did not, by the way, did not rent the most expensive house. No. By any stretch of the imagination, I was it was very reasonable. Yeah. But that being said, I'm still spending money on it. And it's like, yeah. I mean, and part of me is like, I've just been trying to justify it. So then I immediately tried to get out of my lease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, or the rental agreement or whatever yeah. it is. And they were like, I don't know. They all have these rules, you know? Like, if right. you, it's like they would charge me Half a percentage percent. of it anyway. It's like 30, right. or, I think it's 30%. Okay. But like, I don't want to pay... That's stupid then. Then I'm like, I'm just, and I know somebody out there is going to be like, but then you're just, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, you have to, yeah, you have to weigh, like, is it better to pay 30% instead of 100%? But I wouldn't be in the neighborhood I want to be in. Exactly. Any of my friends' houses would not yeah. be in the neighborhood that I want to be in. And... That's it. Just that. So it's not but worth that's, it. But that's like, it's not worth it. But that's like part of the thing. Like I want to see what 
I don't know. I just yeah. want to see how I feel. I have like multiple friends that live in this one neighborhood and I want to just see how I feel. Yeah. So it's staying worth, there for a it's period worth of time. paying for. Um, you know what? I, not that I can tell you what to do, but I'm telling you, let go. Let of, it go. Yeah. Because I pretty much have. I just like, it's just like, this is the thing though. Had I, I get, just, had I just done the usual thing yes. that I do, yes. just waited till the last second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, my sophomore year, I wanted to go to prom just because like it seemed super fun and I love getting dressed up and all that. And I waited for a really long time and nobody invited me, which is fine because it wasn't even my prom. But then finally a person invited me uh, probably after like, you know, thinking it over really long and hard because that's expensive to go to prom. And I said, yes. And then like three other boys were like, I was going to invite you to prom. And I was like, what the fuck were you waiting for, guys? Why? You know, but that's how it always happens. It's it like how, kind of how it always happens. How when you finally make a, an appointment to get your hair cut the day that you go, your hair looks good. Oh, my God. Ain't that the fucking truth? I need to make you know? an appointment to get my hair color fixed because I just keep putting pink on top of pink <laughs> and it's not going well. I'm just going to tell you, it's, it's not very uneven. <laughs> I just don't like how, I just don't like how like, Half of it looks kind of like orangey and half of it looks like bright pink. I don't know. I just want it to be all one. I hear you. Maybe, I, hear I don't you. know. Maybe there's depth to it, guys. Maybe it's great. <laughs> but um, wait, speaking of dating. <laughs> speaking of prom, are you going? Have you been asked? Guys, I just got asked to prom and I am so excited. no. We could throw a prom too, by the way. Somebody asked about summer camp recently. Um, and I was like, yeah, where are we on that? But then I was like, just thinking right now, that would be fun to do a BP doing her best prom. 100%, yes. Or like homecoming. What We can do it, you know, we'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, we are somewhere on camp, but it's a lot. It, a lot goes into it and there's a lot. And also like... Real talk, like I just have a lot going on. So that's why I haven't been working on camp full time. Uh, you have a lot going on. I have enough going on. I have a lot going on too. You do too. Um, I went to Taylor Swift last night. I know. Well, wait, you said speaking of dating. Mm, you know. changed your mind? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So anyway. I think it's too hard is what I'm going to say. Dating, dating is too hard? Yeah. But also like, I'm going to cry. Just, but just, let's just, let's just remember that I'm probably PMSing. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I am. Well, yeah, yeah I must be because new moon is this week. So yeah. yes, I get my period like on the new moon. You know, I bleed okay. in the new moon. I ovulate on a full moon. Yeah. So... Keep, anyway, we're keeping that in mind. Dating is so too keeping hard. that in mind because take this with whatever. Yeah, I just like that hug thing really fucked me up. Reading that thing about that you need like eight, eight. to ten hugs to for growth. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we talked about it last week. Right, I know we did. That's why. I, okay, but I've been like thinking so much about it because like. Um, I mean, I don't have, I don't have hugging around me. I don't have that right. much hugs. Right. There are not that many hugs to be had. Yeah. And 
Mm. I wanted to see what this color lipstick was, but it's not good. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so that's part of it. Because then the other part of it was like me saying that I'm not ready to date. Yeah. Or whatever. Like when we had that conversation. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Which is like probably true. Mm-hmm. Because I think I'm really heartbroken still, you know? Yeah. But then I'm also like, but I could use like someone to like hang out with. And I like Mark so much, but like we, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't want to go to dinner with him all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because, yes, I do. Because it's not going forward and it's not making progress. Right. It's just staying where you are because it's the easiest thing to do. Maybe. Well, I think that was, like, staying married, right? But, like, now we're not even together, but we, like, because we're here and not L.A., Right. You know, I just don't have like, it's just, I just don't have a lot of people here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not easy. And so then I think, but then even if it was just like friends, like I, you know, I see Jen a lot. We're in, we're neighbors. So like we see each other for meals and things, but like, I don't know. Then I'm, then I'm just like, I think. I don't know, Casey. I think I need to call my therapist. (laughs) I haven't (laughs) talked to her in weeks. I haven't talked to her in months. Oh, my God. Because of, uh, I literally almost just said busy tonight. Did you see? Uh. Did you see my face? (laughs) I was like, because of, because Uh, of, um, because because of of Girls Girls by Beva. Beva. Yeah. I couldn't schedule it. And I don't know if you guys remember last year when I was shooting and I kept scheduling it and then they would change this and I would end up shooting and then I yeah. would have to pay my therapist. Right. Cause like that, like that Airbnb cancel yeah. cancellation policy <laughs> or whatever. Like the it just gets under your the therapist skin. is like, you gotta pay me. Like, you know, I held the time. But yeah, I think that that's what you guys have to ask for in your next contract. Let actors get their therapy. If you're going to make, you know what I mean? Like that has to be built into the schedule. That's, it it just has to be. Um, I know, I know you do need to talk to your therapist and also you do need hugs and you do need friends. You need all those things. And I think you especially, and I know it's hard and I know I can just feel it. Like the weather's changing in New York and you're out on the streets a lot. And like, I don't, I know you, I know you don't mind being alone sometimes, you know, like I, I'm, I don't think that you're the kind of person who just can't be, can't ever be alone because like, by the way, I know like, this is a thing that some people do think, I think find surprising about me. I have to be alone. Yeah. I need alone time. Yes. So I just want to make clear that that's not the problem, that you're like, I need someone by my side 24 hours. That's no. not, you You like to be alone. And, you know, so this is coming from a real place. Here's what I know is that, 
and like, I hope this doesn't make you cry, but your life is about to change in a lot of different ways over the next few years, you know? No, I know. And so I just feel like you're probably feeling that coming up and, you know, and it's the way that it's supposed to change, you know, like you've done a good job and your kids are growing up and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have their own friends that they want to, to spend time with. And so I think, yeah, I just feel like you're feeling that, you know, and, and I do think it's smart to come to LA and spend time and be within walking distance of your friends and to want someone around and, and it's hard too, because like, from my perspective, I'd encourage you like, yeah, definitely like be friends with guys that even guys that you're interested in, but maybe just don't throw all into a relationship. Well, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to just I'm trying to just be friends with, but also like, yeah. But it's so hard because. It's hard. I, it's, hard. it's hard for me. I'm also like, you know me. <laughs> I can't, I'm not like, I don't know. I wish I were the, I wish I were more chill in some ways. Like, yeah. um, I am not. <laughs> Well, you have big feelings and you take things seriously, which is so great, but it's just hard when you're not on the same page as someone, you know, who might not be taking it seriously. It's just hard when you're not on the same page of like what a friendship or relationship or dating means, you know, it's, it is really hard. I don't envy anyone that's feeling like they have to get back in this game that's really difficult. And also, I'm not surprised that some people are like, yeah, forget it. Like, I'm tapping out of this, you know? It's not for me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not for anyone, maybe. Right, right. Addicts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Because it provides, like, you know, it's it's got a thing that it does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like lights up, lights up some of those receptors. But that was, yes, that's why I told you I had to. I knew that I had to delete the like dating app, right? Because I can't with my particular ADHD and neurodivergentness. Right, right. It doesn't work for I, you. No. Well, I mean, it would work way too well. Right. And then I would just be like, well, it works good for them. You know, it works good for the app, but not for you. It works great for the app. And by the way, I'm not unconvinced that like the majority of people who are like really into that aren't much like me, lacking in a dopamine. Right, right. Receptor or whatever the fuck I'm lacking in. Right. Anyway, Uh, I don't know. I just like... It's it's a lot. and and It is a lot. Especially where you're feeling, like, hormonal and, you know, just there's a lot of the winds of change are blowing for you. And that is, that's the hardest thing, you know? It's because rough. you don't know where you're going to land. I know, no. where I know where you're going to land. You're going to be great. But when you're in the middle of it, you don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just want, like, what I, well, I don't know. You just need to start hugging people. 
like hug your drag queen. I don't want want to be that fucking person. (laughs) I really don't want to be that. Doorman. I can't be that person. I can't be. (laughs) I can't be like free hugs on the fucking corner, Casey. Uh, I know. No, no, it's not for her. I know. Birdie hugged me so many times last night at Taylor Swift. I thought I was gonna like burst into. You overdosed on hugs. (laughs) No. Um. Did you have so much fun? I mean, it was exhausting. Yeah. I'm just going to be real. I got to yeah. be real with you. It was incredible. But yeah. first of all, I literally said today, like, I've never been to a concert before. Like, do you feel like she's ever going to tour again? Because I feel like she just like did it. <laughs> like she can't, like, how could she ever top it? Like, how could she ever do anything after this? Like, it is such an unbelievable unbelievable like spectacle and production and like it's definitely so lame how expensive the secondhand uh, ticket seller people are putting those tickets on websites for. Right. But if you can get tickets that are not that way like or wait until that and you like go like if you can go see the show, I would highly recommend anyone that can. It's just like crazy to me. The prices drop like dramatically the day of. By the way, I was yeah. looking just out of curiosity all day yesterday. Well, actually, I was looking in particular because I had to buy a. Par- I want, needed. To, I wanted to buy a parking pass. You know. Oh my gosh. Um, so I was looking to see if those were, cause like when I looked last week, they were thousands of dollars to park. I'm like, guys, oh that's my God. outrageous. And then, you know, it was like 120, which is still a lot of money. But like when you consider the convenience of parking there, yeah, knowing that you have a parking space, whatever. <laughs> um, but you highly recommend it despite... I mean, it was incredible. It was like an incredible show. And Phoebe, you know, we love Phoebe Bridgers in my house. So that was yes. super fun. And um, Gracie Abrams is the best. So that was uh, like, it was a really great show to see. And uh, I'm probably not going to be able to get swing a ticket for the New Jersey show. You know, we got those like Ticketmaster redo tickets. Oh, right, right. From... Remember I told the that deba- whole story? Yeah, the debacle. The debacle. So Everybody, the, nat- the nation was shook by that debacle. Truly. <laughs> Truly. Um, I think we're still shook by it. That's what's been going on, guys. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, but so Birdie's going to go in New Jersey, and I probably will not be attending that those festivities. So I was like glad I got to see it. The seats we had were very side view and not like the best. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, still got the point. I don't, I couldn't believe like how many people were there. I know. It's uh, sometimes when I go to things like that, I'm like, I can't believe there's that many people that all like the same thing just in like one city. You, You know what I mean? Like they all came to one city. It's, insane. It's a lot. But then Birdie, Birdie was like, so funny. I mean, Birdie, you know, Birdie knows everything all the time. But like, I was like, I don't understand. Like, why, why isn't Taylor doing Madison Square Garden? And Birdie's like, because mom, it's not an arena tour. It's a stadium (laughs) tour. And I was like, what's the difference? 
I was like, what's the difference? And she's like, uh, like 70,000 people versus 10. And I was like, is that true? All right. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. But she was like, that's why Harry had to do 15 nights in those right. arenas. Right. Because he, sh- he should have been doing a stadium tour, but he didn't right. want to do one um, for whatever reason. I don't know. Interesting. Well, it sounds like maybe Bernie has a people is has a future a of- in events. I mean, who knows what the child has a future in? <laughs> it's insane. Currently, That's it's amazing. driving Mark and me crazy because of her real senioritis from <laughs> eighth grade. And I'm just yeah. like, dude, you're you gotta get it together, kid. Oh it's my you're not gosh. done yet. You're, you're not out of here yet. When's the when's the last week of school for them? Well, it's weird. They have their like gra- middle school graduation. Uh-huh. June 1st. Oh, okay. Yeah, because But then uh, they're like in school for a couple more weeks. Oh, <laughs> it good, make any good sense. luck. Good luck to everyone in school getting anyone to do anything after they've graduated. Well, but it's the it's like it's J term again. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is got like it. So they just do some other fun thing. Still, I say. Wait, I agree. By the way, I agree. Going back to music, I want to talk about, well, you know what I want to talk about. But um, I think this is such a cute story, and I hope nobody minds me telling it, but maybe they won't listen and they won't know. But anyway, Prince's former assistant, Ruth, was tweeting about albums that she remembered Prince asking her to buy when she worked for him, you know, just things that he would like send her to the record store with a list. And so it was a really interesting list with like a lot of what you would expect. But then uh, Bette Midler was on the list. And so I screenshotted it and sent it. I texted it to Bette Midler and I was like, oh, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Um, Prince's old assistant is talking about record albums that he asked her to buy and you were on the list. And she was like, oh my gosh, I might cry. I'm, this might make me cry. Uh, it means so much to me. I loved him so much. And, you know, I know that she went to see him a number of times, but also uh, he went to see her a bunch of times and he would often bring like his lighting designer to like scope out her lighting rig and stuff because he loved like her stagecraft so much. So then I told Prince's Prince's assistant, uh, I was like, it was so cute. I texted this to Bette Midler and she was like, this made my day. Uh, I loved him so much. And then Prince's assistant told me uh, this story about how he was doing a show somewhere and um, he was asking like who was in the green room, who had come out, you know, like who had come out and gotten green room seats or whatever. And she was like, I was listing all of these like legendary, legendary, like the most legendary that you can imagine. They're in the green room. They're in the green room. And in, uh, then I said, oh, and Bette Midler's in there too. And he was like, you have to bring her back here right this second to meet me. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll go get her. So she went to go get Bette Midler and Bette was like, oh no, I'm not like dressed up. I'm not like, I'm not done up. I feel like I look like a mess. And she was like, he's insisting that you come back there to to say hi to him and it was just a really sweet story about how she said that he wasn't in the in the best mood to be doing a show and how Bette Midler like really turned his turned his day around and uh, also Bette Midler get your shit together (laughs) sorry (laughs) like I'm sorry if Prince if you're at a fucking Prince show and (laughs) 
<laughs> Prince's assistant is like, Prince requests your presence. <laughs> You're like, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> obviously. Where, lead the way. Well, you know what I loved about this story is I love how much it points to just how human and regular they both were. She was like, oh, no, I look like a mess. I can't go see this cute guy looking like a mess. And he was like like a little kid, Ruth said, that he was just like, her music meant so much gro- to me growing up. And like he was, he was really, really excited. And I just think that's so cute and like special. When you're talking about... Taylor Swift and her big show and how it's like mind blowing and how she is like this mastermind of performance. I'm sure there are people that she gets so excited to meet backstage too. And it's, I just think it's, I love knowing about stuff like that. Do you think she gets excited about meeting people? Like who would, like who, you know what I mean? I I wonder. I would think so. I would think so. Because, like, even when you're the most famous person in the world, and even when you've already met someone, they're still a star to you. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, they're still— You know what I bet? I bet, like, she's, like, similar, like, like, it's, like, whatever Julia Roberts would be to someone her age. Do you know who Julia Roberts? Right. Julia Roberts. But I'm thinking, like, she probably—I don't know. I bet she looks up to Stevie Nicks. I bet she— Oh, yeah, that's probably true. You know what I mean? It's a good Someone call. like good that. Call. Someone like that. Everyone looks up to Stevie Nicks. I mean, that's what I was going to say. That's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth. That's the truth. But anyway, I was just like, I I thought the show was really incredible. And oh, like, good. But yeah, the, the whole, the size of those, uh, it's just so, it's huge. It like kind of, it does sort of freak me out. Like, I can't think about it too much. Yeah, it's, yeah, too many people. You know what I mean? And like the too steep, many people. You're looking down and yeah, I get it. It's too or much. you're looking up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I mean, but it was, the, when I, and it was exhausting because it was in Philly. Right. And, you know, I don't live in Philly. <laughs> and because uh, Cricket had opted out of the concert, um, I love that kid so fucking much. Like, <laughs> she just knows exactly who she is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was like, there's like no part of Cricket that's not like Cricket. Yeah. I mean, it's true of Birdie too, obviously. But like, Birdie has pushed her own limits and it hasn't, I mean, we don't need, let's talk, you know, talk to me in eight months. Let's see what's <laughs> happening right. in boarding school. But right. like- you know what I mean? But like yeah. Cricket is like, yeah, no, I'm not ready for that. Like literally, she's like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, it's a, it's a bunch of things I don't like. It's not for me. Yeah. It's loud. Lo- it's yeah. a lot of people. Um, I don't think so. I love that. Okay. So Mark took Cricket to visit his mom. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And they're several hours, a couple hours away. Um, and so then I rented a car because we only have one car between yeah. the two of us. And I had him take my car because they were leaving earlier and I could pick up the car later and then only tr- be charged for one day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Saving See? money. Guys, I'm economizing. <laughs> I am economizing. Um, that was his suggestion, but um, I went, went for it. You went along with it, yeah. You so, went for it. Yeah. Um. But so I drove to Philly and 
obviously I didn't drink at all at the concert or whatever. Sure. Obviously. There was like a mom that was, that I saw that was just like downing those like, those giant ones that are like a yard. Yeah, like, like you have stick. in Las Vegas. <laughs> like everybody like, is walking around with that. She's just like sucking down one of these like slurpy yard stick things. And I was like, she's clearly driving these. Maybe she's not. Maybe they had a driver. Maybe they had a driver. Did she seem okay? She did not seem drunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. Like I, now that I like live... I guess, you know what? That was so, it's so presumptuous of me just because I drove from New York. Like, I'm sure she just, they just took an Uber or something. Probably. Like, yeah, I'm sure they did. So she just sat there. She looked, it was weird though. Like, I don't know why I was like really looking at this woman. You know how you do, like, you know, she just seemed kind of like not thrilled to be there. And I just was like, how do you do that? Like, why... First of all, like, there's no version of, like, even if I had never heard Phoebe Bridgers or Taylor Swift. Right. You or would. Or Gracie Abrams. Have Because we least, were there for all, all of the acts. You'd like, have enjoyed yourself. Of course I would have enjoyed myself. Because yeah. it's like, I heard, I heard a dad. I don't know where he was. Like, he was behind me. A dad at one point, like, right in the beginning of the Taylor stuff. I heard him be, say something like, oh, this is really something like he, <laughs> like he was like you know like this dad was like yeah, he got oh my god it. wow like this is so impressive yeah and his mom was just like uh, she just seemed like very some people not, can't can't get out of their own way like you spend a lot of money to be a sourpuss that's what i was thinking i was just like you know. also i don't know i know i'm i know that i'm like not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> You're a cool mom. I know that. I know that. But also, I just want to say, like, parenting is 4,000 times more enjoyable when you just fucking get into it. Yeah. When you get into whatever it is that your kids are into, when you will, like... Free yourself of whatever you're holding on to because you're like, this is lame or, and I'm not saying that about Taylor. I'm saying like, like even these YouTubers, YouTubers that I watch where I was so judgy about them and now I'm just like, fuck it. And I get into it and I'm like, laugh at their dumb literal fart (laughs) jokes, which is not my favorite kind of joke. I'm going to say. No, I really don't like them. (laughs) Probably because of my IBS, but I'm just saying like, I get into it and it makes all of it so much more fun. And it makes my kids like, like me more. Yeah. Then you you can have a conversation with them about where, you know, meet them where they're at. I agree. I agree. All I'm saying is I don't have a lot of parenting advice, but if I could offer one thing, I don't know who needs to hear it, but it's someone listening right now. Yeah. Start faking it till you make it and enjoying (laughs) the dumb shit that your kids are into. Because if you enjoy the dumb shit, then you get lucky every once in a while and you get a Taylor Swift or a Phoebe Bridgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Something for me. Yeah. And her. I I think that's really good advice. And my advice is don't get super drunk when you're with your kids because I know I've told you about when... (laughs) 
we got super drunk at Matt's birthday party in the city because my friend had just signed a book contract. And so she doubled the amount of drinks that we had drinks provided for, everyone. for the night. Yes. And they were delicious margaritas. And we did get too drunk. And then Eli had to drive us home. Uh 18-year-old Eli, and he really gave us a lecture about how sloppy and embarrassing we were. And he was, oh. not, ro- he was not wrong. Oh, is that—I feel like that story is quaint compared to <laughs> my being drunk uh, and telling Birdie that I was dating someone. <laughs> like, and, last year. Yeah, and how'd that go? Not great, Casey. <laughs> the next day, not great. <sighs> and then when Bernie got upset, I was like, well, your dad's got a girlfriend too. And then Mark was so mad, rightfully so. Right. Not right. acceptable behavior. Right. And I, also, none of it was good. Like, it's, I, it was just all bad. I get it. I get it. I get that. Um, oh my gosh, wait. Is the dream, is dream team... Is Dream Ellie Kemper joining us? Blue land, you know we love blue land. Listen, did you know that we're literally eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? That's disgusting. Because the products that we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. It's disgusting. It's why we love Blue Land. They set out to do something about it, eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the products that we reach for the most. Their idea was very simple. They offer endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that looks very, you know, Pinterest-ready. You fill your bottles with water, which is like what 90% of cleaning supplies are anyway, guys. You drop in the tablets and you wait for them to dissolve. You never have to grab for bulky cleaning supplies on the grocery run. Let me tell you, since I moved to New York, what a delight Blue Land is. Because I'm not carrying that stuff home with me from the grocery. I could barely get just like my turkey and a loaf of bread. Plus... Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk, which I did with the body wash, which I love. Um, They have cleaning sprays, hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, which we love. The laundry tablets, love. All Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients, so it's safe for your pets and kids to be around. You guys, I love Blue Land so much. You can try their Clean Essentials Kit. It has everything you need to get started. Three bottles of cleaner plus a bottle of hand soap. And it comes in beautiful light scents like iris agave, fresh lemon, or eucalyptus mint. Blue Land, you know, is offering, just for you guys, just for our listeners, 15% off your first purchase of any product. So to get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash best. You're not going to want to miss it blueland.com slash best. That's blueland.com slash best. Guys, you have heard us talk about Thrive Cosmetics, Um, how much we love the award-winning tubing mascara. Well, guess what? 
they just launched a new skincare brand dedicated to making conscientious, innovative, and vegan products that blend nourishing ingredients for a powerful impact. And it's called Bigger Than Beauty Skincare. Um, they feature dermatologist recommended formulas that deliver transformative results. I've been using this Bigger Than Beauty skincare products since they arrived on my doorstep a week and a half ago. I'm kind of obsessed with the Bright Balance Hydrating Gel Cleanser because it really feels like I can get the day off of my face and it leaves my skin very hydrated and bright and balanced, not that feeling like of being dry and tight, you know, which sometimes happens with a cleanser. And then I've been using the Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream, which, you know, anything to plump up that skin so that I look a little bit more well-rested. <laughs> but I really love these products. It They feel great. And I love that it's vegan. And I love that it's Thrive Cosmetics because you know that they come in environmentally respectful packaging that reduces waste. And for every product purchase, Bigger Than Beauty Skincare donates to help communities thrive, which is the whole mission of the brand, which I love. So simplify your skincare regimen with products that deliver real results more efficiently, no irritation, and amplify your impact with the brand new skincare line that's bigger than beauty. Why don't you try it out? Get 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash busy. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics. Like, get it? Cause, because they stand for causes. Thrivecosmetics.com slash busy for 20% off your first order. Get that bigger than beauty skincare and don't forget the mascara. Ellie Campers joining Uh-oh, us. Oh, joining. <sighs> Hello. Oh, let's start that old video. <laughs> Hi, Ellie Campers. Hi, everyone. I am, I was, okay, where do I begin? I, I have been know. very, I don't know where. I have not, first of all, I haven't seen either of you. Um, I know. I don't know. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, it, anyway, what, what is, where do we begin? I don't know. And Ellie, you know, I live in New York now. Um, busy. No, <laughs> I knew, no, I didn't know that you officially live here. I mean, how do you like New? Well, I know we have to get to business, but also, but how do you like Casey? Where are you? You're in, I'm in LA still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, how do you like New York busy? It's, it's okay. It's hard. It's been hard. It's been a weird few years. It was a weird time to move here. And- yes. Mark and I separated and like, yes. so it's just, I, it's all been a lot, but yeah. the job is the best, you know, because yes. I love Girls 5 Eva so much yep. and I love working yes. with. Congratulations Thank on you. all of it. I mean, it's the best. It is such a good show. It is the best group of people. I am so happy that, that it's going again. You know, I mean, we have, it, I think we have the whole camera now? department from Kimmy. Did you know that? Oh, I think I knew it was a huge crew from Kimmy. Yeah, They're the best. The best. And Meredith is fantastic. The show, you're fantastic on the show. The show's so good. And we need, I mean, this sounds really trite, but we do need more shows like that because it's just smart. It's Agreed. smart. Well, it's smart. It's super funny, but it also does kind of say a thing about being a woman and whatever, yeah. you know, whatever. Like it has stuff All to say. All those boxes, yeah. But it also is like not preachy and it's just, I don't know. I love it. I love it. Wait, yep. I love yep. that you're doing this show. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. This let's talk about the show and then we'll talk about other stuff. Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, should I just start talking about the show? Yes. Okay. I don't know. So you guys, I have to tell you that I have not watched all well, maybe you'll cut this out. I've not watched all of the Great American Baking Show yet. I don't know how you guys are with watching. watching oh, about yourself. watching your own? No, don't watch yeah. yourself. You are no, need, don't watch yourself. You, so mm-hmm. I have not seen all of it, but I was there, obviously. So I yeah. know what happened. Okay, so this, this, that show is such a bomb for people. Like yes. starting with the Great British Bake Off. Yes. I don't know if you guys watched it of during course. the pandemic. Yes, of course. It is such, it's light as air. It is a soothing, I mean, it when when it's at its best, it's just the greatest comfort there is. And I feel like, do you guys know Zach, Cherry? No, but I love I him. I love him. I, I love him. I knew him from like Upright Citizens Brigade and he he played a part on Kimmy Schmidt. He was oh, a, right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a school administrator, I think. Um but he's just like the nicest, easiest to talk to person ever. And I feel like that's what that job requires. Title requires. Yeah. 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 Just literally just to be easy to talk to. Because that's it. That's what the job is. You announce the time and you talk to people. It's like, <laughs> that's a dream job, you guys. That's Which I, is a dream both job. Of, both of you are so perfect for it, too. Because, like, you know, the, the Bake Off franchise has had a lot of different hosts for the different yes. iterations of the show. Yes. Yes. And yep. I always appreciate the hosts that are calming to the <laughs> to the contestants I, in a very agreed. nervous moment. Well, it, it is such a confounding job description to me. By the way, that's what I was looking for, job description, not job assignment. I can't think of words anymore. And that's not, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I don't know. That's, that's everyone, Ellie. That's, that's everyone. everyone. Yeah. That's everyone. Yeah. It's it's alarming to me. And I keep thinking, do you do this? I'm like, but when I'm 55, I'm going to relearn all my words. Like I'm going to be sharp again. <laughs> you'll I don't do know like, why. You'll do like Duolingo for, oh, just, yeah. for yeah. a refresher yeah, just on for English. English. Yeah. On English, yes. Um. But I agree with you where it's like the the description is literally to interrupt bakers or or a, a, any artist in a high stress situation. Okay, that's the description. So it's like, how are you supposed to make small talk with them when they're really trying very hard to get the job done right? It is a competition. Right. Listen, in the scheme of things, the stakes are low. It's baking. It's, you know, nobody will die as a result of if right. they don't get the bake right. But- it is a competition. The stakes are high. They're trying to do their job. So it is this like awful thing of having to go up to people who are not even necessarily visibly stressed out, but you know that they must be stressed out. And then yes. you just have to talk to them about, you know, it's the mildest reality show because it's like the producers would say, you know, they sort of nudge you, like go in and talk about right whatever, like, you know, their dog or something. And it it's not like, from what I understand about reality shows, it's not a producer being like, like, intentionally orchestrating it in a way where they'll get drama. Yeah. But it is like, they do nudge you and say, maybe talk about this thing. And you're like, I, I feel like that's so rude to do right now. They're trying to like sift flour. But <laughs> but that group of bakers was such a sweet bunch. And like uh, from what I can tell, they're all still friends. They all like talk on, I don't know, social media. They like visit each other. It's a very but sweet. But that's like, I love that's that. what that's part of why I think the show is is such a, like you said, a balm or a salve or yes, just, yes. just a poultice even. A yeah. poultice oh, on, the, on the on See, the scab you, of our collective. You can't think of words busy. Our collective <laughs> scars. Um, because I really love 
in competition shows when people support one another. And I feel like almost without fail when you're watching any of the great bake-offs, they really are, it's very rare where there's someone that they're not like, people don't like and the, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Yes. I know. And isn't that interesting because it's like with reality shows, it, I mean, listen, I loved survivor from day one. I did, but there's always that backstabbing and that's just not there in this, in this series. And it's like, I don't know, producers should learn, maybe could learn from that. And that it's, I'm not trying to make some like huge statement here. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to single-handedly change reality television. But then I think, it was fine. I there, think that, I think that, that I agree though. I yes. actually There's do never think- been a villain. There's never been a villain. Nope. In the baking show. No. Right. Right. Wait, well, listen to this because this is a gem. I actually <laughs> felt and continue to feel a tad left out because they have bonded so hard. And I will say my one contribution, like creative contribution <laughs> to the show, I was like, um, I asked the producers, I said, you know, I think it would really help if the bakers and Zach and I all got lunch because I feel like we're talking to them during these, you know, snippets of, of time, but we don't really know them. So I'd like to get to know them. And the producers like kindly, but firmly, they're like, no, we like aim to keep you guys apart because that's <laughs> part of the, well, this was like so funny to me because they're like, oh, you have God, the ear of the LA. judges. I know. And so it was oh, like, we were. to be fair. To be fair. So it's not like, you know, Nirali is, I think she's like really like crushing this competition or something. Oh. So that we didn't, I wouldn't whisper to Paul Hollywood, like, these are my favorites. So anyway, we were kept apart. So that's I felt like they had this huge bond. Oh my God. That Zach and I were not a part of. And now when I see them on social media, like all together, it makes me, I'm jealous. I'm You're jealous. jealous. Well, I'm going to say something controversial about the franchise. I'm going to say, I hope this gets picked up by one of the magazines. Uh, (laughs) Not to do with your show, but Noel Fielding, who I think is one of my favorite hosts across time. He's one of my favorite performers. Uh, I think he does develop favorites. I think he, like, falls Uh in love. I think he falls in love, despite the the producer's best efforts, I think he falls in love with one or two people. I think that you're right. Every season. they've been burned before, so they're like, yeah, he's not, not going to be burned again. He's not that good nope. an actor that he can, like, hide his feelings. He's a great comedian, yep. but I think you can yep. just see him glowing when he gets around, you know. It's usually the weirdest person. It's but usually I, the person yes. that seems like they're, you know— n- goth or what whoever yeah. but yes yes <laughs> whoever's but making, I also yeah. like I deeply relate to Ellie like feeling left out like of I course. would I also would be like wait guys you don't want to be my friend off screen <laughs> like now that we we all were in this experience together can't that's I it. come to the reunion that's it. that's exactly and and reunion is it because apparently they did all have a reunion <gasps> at Christmas and let's be honest as we say, like, I would not have, I would never have flown to Chicago. I would not have done I'm just not that. But I, of course. I don't know, Ellie. I don't know. I actually don't you know, know that. You know what? I'm not so sure. I may have gone. You might I have, have gone. everything and gone. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Wait, can you give us any little gossip about the judges? Oh, yeah. They're, um, I am in awe of them. I'm trying, I, I feel like they have. Okay, here's something very interesting I noticed. So Prue Leith, you know, she's, I, I, I don't think she's shy about her age. She's 83. Wow. She has more energy than, I, 
than I will ever have. What is I, it I from? Know. What is it from? I don't, I want to know. Sugar, obviously. I, I guess it's sugar. <laughs> now here's the thing. It's like a steady diet of, I'm sure she rounds it out when I'm not there with like vegetables and protein, but all I see is sugar and butter and carbs. I think, she, I don't know. I assume she enjoys a drink now and then. She has, she looks fantastic. Her, she's like sharp as ever. And have you, I don't know how much you know about her. She's had the longest career. Like she started her own restaurant in London. She's such, a, I mean, obviously an accomplished cook and baker. She's written at least one memoir, maybe more. She has like, <laughs> he's, she's a dame, you know, she's been like, Oh, I not didn't knighted, know she's I a guess. dame. What? Oh. She's a dame. Wow. So she has, so like for me to be going at that, speed at that age, I think. And I don't want to say, oh, she's 83, she's old. But I mean, that is, you know. No, no, Ellie, I'm already like, I swear to God, Uh, after this season of Girls 5 Eva, I was like, am I too old for this? (laughs) I literally had that thought. Like, Why did you think that? I think that all of the time. Because it's exhausting. It's it's exhausting. It's unpredictable. Yeah. You can't plan anything. No. I I just said to Casey earlier, I haven't done therapy in like, Two, oh, oh. three months. Yep. That. So wait, are you shooting? We're again, done. Sorry, I just we finished. We just finished. Uh, independent of the strike? Yeah. Like, yes. just like, happened we just happened. A second before. One second. Thank, I mean, literally thank oh, the sweet Lord. Although I think our post-production is on hold because yeah. um, also I just got a thing from one of my reps today. Yes. yes. Netflix had like reached out and said like, well, we're, everything's on hold. So we don't know when they're, when the next, uh, when the season's going to yeah. come out or whatever. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. That's rough. And, and that's exactly, and I know that can happen in any industry, but it's the unpredictability. It's the exhaustion. Yeah. It's, it's, you moved from California to New York for any number yes. of reasons, but one job being most, one of them. Most, no, yeah. it was mostly that. It was mostly that. No, yeah. So there you go. Yes. That's a huge upheaval. And I think that every day I'm like, I don't know. But you are smart because you do much more than that. So you have other like irons in the fire. So it doesn't You have, have uh, listen. No, I don't. Bake off. Well, bake off. Bake off. You wrote a book. I are wrote you going to write another book? Busy. You and I have to, I, are you going to write another book? So busy and I, that was. Your books that were was at the same time, right? They were at the yeah, same time. Same and time. they were both. I I'll speak for myself. I found it excruciating to write it. Yeah, it was so oh, not not because like oh it's it's like I found it excruciating just because the discipline of sitting down and writing. Was, yeah, right? Ellie, if I I'm just gonna throw my hat in the ring. If you decide to Do write it. a book again, yes, then we'll like team up. I'll yeah, because Casey is a ghostwriter. For celebrities, no, I didn't know you are a ghost writer. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Sometimes, it's the yeah, greatest, but uh, it's the greatest thing. That's Sometimes the greatest you've done like thing. you've done really. Thank you, we Casey, can't talk about it, yes. but you've done. Yeah, we can't talk. You've I've worked done, with big people. Yes, yeah, and big people, but also like if you want to oh, write it yourself and you don't want a right. ghost writer, I'm just saying right now. Sometimes it's yep. really valuable just to have a person who will check in with you every day and ask like, "How'd it go today, Ellie? Did you get the number of pages did you wanted to do done?" It's really helpful. I've done that for a million friends that have written books. Casey, that's fantastic because oh. that is the that is the hardest part. Wait, yeah, I literally thought you were just suggesting that you would write it. 
I, I, 100 <laughs> I, I would 100%. I think she was doing both. Offer to write so nice. a book for someone, but also like if you just need a cheerleader, which sometimes you do when you're doing yep. something like that. I've done it yep. for so many friends. I can tell <gasps> you, I can tell you the books I'm thanked in just because I emailed somebody every day at like 4 p.m. and asked them yep. how it was going. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's exactly, well, I, I, this might be crazy, but I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to write an additional, did you ever write any additional essays for your book? Like afterwards? I had, yeah, I, you, I had to contractually. I remember you had to contractually. Okay. I remember you, I don't For like Target. <laughs> like it was oh, like boy. for the special edition that was in yes. Target. Oh boy. <sighs> what did you write? What did you add? I don't know. I don't think it's good. I you don't even you remember it. it out. I've locked it out. I like legit don't remember. Well, it was so long ago. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels very long ago. It feels like another lifetime. Because it was, it was. It was like 2018. Think about what you were doing then. Yeah. That part's crazy. Yeah. How much has your life changed? In every way. Yeah. Every way. And my publisher said, if you would be interested in writing something up, funnily enough, about Bake Off or American Baking Show, um, let us know. And I'm like, I really want to, but Casey, this is where I might reach out to you because I, I, what structure do I have to sit down and even write one essay? I'm like, oh my gosh, that will require right such discipline. I yeah. don't know if I can. I have like multiple essays that I've been trying to write yep. right now. Maybe yeah. we should have a writing How is club. it going? Not no, great. that would be great. Not great. Yeah. But I also decided to take pottery. So, you know what I mean? Like, the pots (laughs) are going great. Yeah. Oh, well, see, then that's that. You know? Because, and by the way, I didn't want to let the therapy thing slide because that is always the first to go. Yeah. The first to go. I'm so impressed. I haven't even told you this, Casey, but, like, there's a person that works in my home who is, like, and this is a non-negotiable on this day between these hours, like, I have therapy and sorry. I'm like, okay, great. Like, wow. Good for you. Right. Yeah. Good, but okay. you, I know. But you, ne- know. you left it negotiable. But for me, it's negotiable. Like, yeah. I, see, that's I, the problem. I mean, but, not, I'm not saying that's a problem. I do the same thing. But it's, it's not. It's, it's not negotiable. But when we're working, I can't say to production, "Okay, guys, right. just so you know, Thursday right. at noon, <laughs> you're not going to have me for a solid 45." Like, no, I'm sorry. And that is what I'm talking about. Do we need to change? Like, do I need to relook at that? Because I would like to have that. I would like to say, no, no, no. Right. I, I, I have this thing that that might be, a, a you might see it as not as important, but I see it as very important. Right. That type. I don't also, know. are there any therapists that just work from like nine to midnight? That's it. Right. There have to be. Or how about Saturdays and Sundays, guys? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. My therapist doesn't work on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. Do you you always do a phone session? Yeah. Because she's, well, actually, I don't know if she's even gone back into the office post pandems. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's it. I get it. Like therapists definitely deserve their time off. Like they, they 100% do, but like. But Wednesday and Thursday can be your, well, I know, but Friday, but Saturday and Sunday is Saturday and Sunday for everyone. Yeah, well, that's and so it. all yeah. your friends and like farmers markets and that kind of stuff. Do you right. know what I mean? But right. Yes. However, having said that, there are plenty of people who do work Saturdays and Sundays. That's people true. At the farmers market, etc. So why not shift that? I have gone. I need to. The idea 
of finding a therapist. Cause I, I stopped. What do I say? What do you say when you, I didn't break up with my therapist. I just stopped seeing you're, her. Like you're on a break a long time ago. Yeah. On a break. Well, you can but also be, you can, break. you can also move on from therapists. I do believe in this. Yes. Deeply. Yeah. I believe that you with therapists, it's a relationship like any others, any other relationship. And sometimes you, it reaches a natural conclusion where you're right. like, we have reached what we needed yes. to reach together. Yes. And now we can move That's on. how I feel with that, with, with my old therapist. So you're and ready I, for a new therapist. Yeah, but the finding of one is so time consuming, right? It's really yes, hard. To find a good, uh, good fit is like- Well, that I be- ask people who love their therapist, I ask them to ask their therapist for recommendations- Yes. That's a good yes. one. You ask that. Wait, wait. Your friends so who have therapists, you, ask, I, you say. Okay. Can you ask your therapist? Because you yes. don't want to go to the same therapist as friends. Right. No. It's yeah. that's a little, it's a little much. Yes. I have the same therapist as one of my friends. <laughs> and oh, that's confusing. It's funny because anytime I bring my friend up, my therapist, I'm like, well, you know, whatever. And oh, then she's yeah. like, and she's like, busy. We don't I do can that. neither. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking. Why don't you explain to me what you think I know about but your friend? But that's confusing you know, from your therapist because she does know. Right, but she's <laughs> like, but that's not for her. She's like, I can't talk about that. So like, oh. what is it that you think? You know what I mean? Like it, which actually I guess is kind of true, but it also might true, be interesting right? for her because then she can see, oh, I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm all in my head about it. No, Guys, I know. I know. But, I ha- Yeah. So anyway, so I would ask friends of mine to ask their therapist for therapist recommendations. Right. That's smart. That's That's good advice. All of it. And this is a, it's very good advice. I always feel like that time because everything is so finite. So it's like, there's so many hours in the day. So, I, I mean, there are only so many hours in the day. So to do that and find that, okay. But then that is taking time away from this thing, which I also need to do. It's so, I don't know how anyone gets, I I literally, my sister and I talk about this all the time. How does anyone accomplish anything? I don't know. It's so hard. It's gotten harder. I feel like, like I have never felt more like if I have a list of things to do, like say buy a rake and make dinner (laughs) and like mail a package, I cannot get those three fucking things done anymore. And I'm like, when did it become impossible to buy a rake? I know. Why have I gone to four places trying to buy a rake? And everyone's like, no, we just ran out of rakes last week. And I'm just like, we could order one online for you. And I'm like, yes, I could order one online myself. I just want to buy a rake. And then like, yep. Then forget it. Like, I never get to dinner or mail a package. I went to three post office the other day trying to get a stamp. And, like, one was like, we're Mm. out of stamps. The other one said, this post office doesn't sell stamps on Saturdays. And I was like, why? You sell them every other day but not on – why? No. It it took me all day just to get a stamp. No, that is – Casey, that is the (laughs) nail – hitting the nail on the head – hitting the nail on the head because that's exact. And there go three, four hours of your day. And then it's, and what I do, I'll get like really, especially like in the morning after coffee, I am so supercharged with all the things I'm going to accomplish. And then it just, Oh my God, you guys, I hit the wall. I am too. Ellie, when I, when I have that coffee and then I start and I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to do it all. And I have all these ideas. And then when I hit the wall, the wall is so hard and so fast. And I never see it coming, ever. No, no. 
And but then I'm you, like, do, I just, yeah. I'm like, I have to sit on the ground now. Yes. Wait, that's, but do, and do you? Cause I will, yeah. I will, if, yeah. Yeah, I do. If given the like circumstance, the correct circumstances, I will lie down. I will just lie down. And I that mean, is- do you, you work have to take out? Those Twenty minutes. Yes, and I think I'm. Too you're old. a runner, right? You think you're too old? You just ran the New York City Marathon. I ran it, guys. My I friend can't. sent me that the is most. So no, impressive. No, no, no. I thank you, but it was a, a run. Is I didn't run it. I I I like I didn't walk it, but I I did not get a good time, and I but I completed it. It's not something I ever have to do again. I would never do life. it again. Well, did did you do it? No. I mean, I, mean, I would just run? never do it again if I were you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, you guys, I literally, I was, it's a great cause. I ran on behalf of Brosis, which is a wonderful nonprofit in Harlem. I raised money for them. I, that was the purpose. You always need a purpose behind what you're doing. That's hard. So that was good that I had a purpose. Yeah. But I won't, I will be helping them in other ways now because you guys, it's like, when I looked out at the sea of people also running 26.2 miles, you're astounded that that many people can uh, do that, that are physically able to do that. Yes. You're like, this is, and for me, I know that many people run marathons for many different reasons. It's not something I ever need to do again. It's like, it's too hard on my body. It, and, and and as far as like running yes. on a regular basis, do you find, like I've started thinking of my aunt. Anymore. What do you, but you do all sorts of, you do other workouts. Well, I used to. Do you still spin? Yeah. No, I can't. My body broke down. Yeah, see? <laughs> I can't do anything anymore. No, I can I can I, still I do mini trampoline workout, yep. but there isn't a place, there isn't the place that I like here in New York. And then my downstairs yep. neighbors um started complaining about my jumping. So then <laughs> how is it you're on the trampoline? How is it how I is it? I don't know. They said it sounds very loud. And I don't care to get into I don't want to get murdered you know what I mean no, I know I know <laughs> I just, I'm I like know. okay I guess I'm not working out ever again That's so I then I've been doing some like just putting on my workout clothes recently and then just like doing some light stretching <laughs> in the kitchen like I don't know I'm trying I don't know what to do I don't know what to I did those bar method videos online <sighs> I mean I'm talking about they recorded these in 19. 19- 97. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. Have you done bar method? Either of you? It I is, have. I have. I have not done it. Here's, it is. It does work. I mean, it's it really hard. Again, it's really hard. I did it. Jesse Klein wrote a really funny chapter about that in her book. Yeah. Which is like, it is, I don't know if it's on purpose, the most boring workout on it's like so down boring. to the music. Interesting. But it makes you very, it makes you strong and it does like shape your muscles. But I'm, I agree Something has happened. Yeah. In the and it's not it's pandemic. the pandemic. It's, I think it's the is pandemic. It? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the pandemic I think we'll has all, yeah. allowed me to just like let it all go. Like I'm like, oh well. Well, you don't look I like guess, you've let it all go. Well, no, but I, I mean like let it all go in terms of like I used to hold myself to this idea that I had I to know. like work out every day and I had to like, and this was like a thing I needed to do for like mental health and and my body and my phys, whatever. And I, cause I wanted to live long for my kids and all this stuff. Yep. And then yep. like, I shit you not, you guys, I was um, walking on the river, like Hudson, you yep. know, along the Hudson. And I saw all these people running the other day and I was like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> you guys, what are you doing? What do you think? Where do you think you're going? That's what do you it. think you're going to get? Nothing. That's it. You're not That's getting it. anything. No, the minute you stop, 
it starts, everything starts to decay anyway. Yes. So I only see the value in it mentally. So I, right. that's I know that's the only reason for me now. So I do, you do, you yeah. do still run just, you, would, I do. Okay. But, but I, do you know, I read an article, you guys had a great article about <laughs> slow running and it's not speed walking and it's not walking. It's just like the joy, whoever wrote it, the writer finds in slow running and on the days, cause I do do it for my brain. Cause I, I do feel better after Yeah. Exercise. I hate course, that I do, but I do. I no, know. I know, but it's so annoying. I hate that I do. It's so, so I will run very slowly. The other thing, and this just happened this morning. It's um, what do you call? It's not incontinence. It's like it's oh, you pee yourself. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, all just, of the time. Yeah. Now, and yeah. it's and it makes it uncomfortable to run. Yeah. So I have to pelvic floor. Can I tell I you something to. that might make you feel a little better? When we yes. had our late night show, Busy Tonight, yes. we had... Yes, um, which I love. Thank you. We, I know. We yeah. had gymnast Caitlin yeah. Ohashi on. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I know her, and I don't know if I saw that episode. Okay, so... But what did she say? She, this is amazing. This she was like, my um, life. She was an amazing gymnast, like Olympic hopeful, and then like her, she grew and her body changed, and it kind of ruined her gymnastics career, and then she got back into it in college because she got a new coach who helped her find the joy in doing gymnastics again, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, so she became like a superstar, like, uh, and all her routines would always go viral because they were so fun, and she was having such a fun time. Because she wasn't focused on like winning, she was just focused on the joy and like the creativity Having of it. such a good time. But we asked her to tell us something that we might not know about gymnastics. Um, And she was like 20... 20? Probably like 21. 21. 20, 21. And she told us that gymnasts, very fit teenagers and young people in their 20s, pee -hmm. themselves all the time. Yep. She said sometimes you'll see like uh, (sighs) droplets flying and you think it's sweat (gasps) and it's pee. (laughs) Wow. This is true. I mean, this that is, true. is, it's, but what's the solution? Because I, it's, it's, um, well, for I me, I do think no. the solution is peeing right before, right before, like the right. second before I work out. I like have I, to pee. I, uh, and then, I, I, uh, yeah. And then I've once I that. start to feel it, and then I'm like, I gotta go pee again. And then I just like pee and then a little you stop bit more. To just pee. Yeah. 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 I think I also, I mean, for me, it's like in the morning, like when I have, Right when you wake up is the best. But again, who does that anymore? Busy. I used to see you at the 6 a.m. Yeah. Sunset no. Boulevard Soul Cycle. No. Like that was. I know. Yeah. Stupid. You were so we, young that, then. You were summer we were children. So, so we were young. summer. We were children of the summer. And we just like. We believed um, in things. What was her? Angela. Angela. <laughs> Angela. Do you remember? Yeah. Angela. And it was like. And I, that is the other thing. I think about the time devoted. Yeah. To driving to whatever. Here I would take the subway to my 6 a.m. Oh, it's, my it's like another era. It's another yeah. time. We don't do it anymore because I think, yeah, I think that like part of the pandemic freed us of the idea that like, oh, if you don't go, it's actually okay too. It's actually fine. It's, it's also, I think fine. we have to start looking at the pandemic a little bit like the presidency. Like, you know how we always say like the uh, the president aged so much over their presidency. Mm-hmm. And part of it is like the pressure of the job, but part of it is also like, it's just four critical years in a person's right. life. So I think right. like, I think part of it is the pandemic, but part of it is also like where we 
keep ascribing it to the pandemic because we're noticing for the first time, like, oh, shoot, it hurts when I go to tie my shoes or whatever. You know, I think it's just Meaning, like- I know, but like, I think that both. people in their early 30s feel that way too. I got to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think so too, like, but- I just, time does pass. I think the pandemic is really pointing to how much time passes, you know? Yes. Do you, but do you mean it's, um, it is more, it's that we all across the globe have this, there's this universal marker of time, which was, which was the pandemic. Yes. Meaning, had there not been a pandemic, we may not have been as aware we might of the not time have, passing. Is we might not have noticed so much, like yes, how much yep. we had changed because. Well, that's it. Because I, I also, at first, I didn't think I had changed that much. And when things started getting back to, I mean, is it normal? I don't know. I guess it's normal. Um, I felt like, oh, that was that was not so bad. But then all these little twitches and quirks that yeah. we all have now where it's like, oh, yeah. Or just lifestyle changes where you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, we did all change. We yeah. all changed. We all changed. Yeah. And also, we don't have words anymore. <laughs> I guess. I don't even do Wordle. You guys, yeah, I, I don't like, do I don't Wordle do, either. I don't do I Wordle I did it, either. but then I gave up on it because it was. I was just like, oh, it's it stopped thrilling me after after a <laughs> while, you know. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, guys. You, we talk about it in this episode how important it is to maintain therapy to. Make sure that you're getting your therapy, even, you know, it's the thing that sadly we discussed with Ellie, like it's the one thing that we just, we put to the side, especially, you know, it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and not take a moment to think about what you need most yourself and how to, how to achieve that, you know? And when you spend all of your time giving, you, obviously you would feel stretched thin and burned out and therapy can give you the tools that you need to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others and you don't leave yourself behind. I have obviously benefited from therapy in the past. I will benefit from it in the future. And it's, if you're one of the people like me, where you got like life got away from you and you fell behind on therapy, this is, this is for you. This ad right now is speaking directly to you and to me. To be honest, I'm going to, you know, schedule mine <laughs> after doing this. So if you're thinking of starting therapy and you don't know where to start, try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. So it's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists with no additional charge. And honestly, what have you got to lose? Except for maybe some anxiety. <laughs> Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash busy to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash busy. Oh, Gina got so excited because her box of Sundays arrived. It's a healthy dog food that's actually easy to store and serve. I don't have to worry about anything getting out of the freezer. Um, it's air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian 
Sundays contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, 0% synthetic nutrients, which is great. There's also digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants, and USDA beef and all-natural chicken. I have to say, Gina loves her Sunday's food so much, and I feel really good about feeding her food that I know is very high quality. And unlike other fresh dog food, let me tell you something, I've done it all. Sundays is zero prep and no mess, so it's no stress. It's easy to feed your dog top quality food and every order ships right to your door so you don't have to worry about running out of the dog food, which is amazing. Plus, it costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packaging. Instead, they spend it on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your beloved pup. Gina Linetti loves it. I know your dog will too. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off, 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash busy or use code busy at the checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash busy. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food that you feed your dog. Can I ask a question about your um, medal from the from the marathon? How? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I read that you said that running the marathon was the worst day of your life, which I can <laughs> understand. And I and, and I you, feel that I, I feel that I deeply. Stand on my bed. Yeah, yeah, I feel you it should. too, you guys. And I, and I should. And you've had yeah. children, you know. Yeah. So much worse. So much and it worse. Was like, yeah. And I, Casey, I don't want to interrupt. No. You were asking about the medal. Yeah. I, but oh, so it was, I mean, halfway through, it was literally only the shame of, I didn't, I, and, I, and I don't mean this. If some people had to drop out, it was very hot that day. Some people had to drop out for health reasons. I sure. think it was, but I just did not want to be known as someone who dropped out just because she was tired. So that was the only, it was shame. Right. That was the only thing to keep going. Yeah, but what? But shame yes, is a big motivator. I have motivator. a question about the medal because we have joked about like how long people wear their marathon medals for oh, sometimes, yeah. and when we're like, okay, we get it. Because I was in Chicago. Oh. I was in Chicago this past when the marathon was visiting, and like two days later, saw a guy wearing his medal, and I was like, sir, it's. No, it's too. With it's this over. Is, and also, and also, what did you do? Like, yeah, who is no, this helping? I no. before running one. And no. actually, even now, I am always like, you guys, it's just running. It's like <laughs> you're just doing it for yourself. Right. I never understood it, but right. yeah, no, you can't wear the medal two days later. So you no. did you wear your medal for like a day, or did you just like put it in your pocket? I wore quick? it. I I know I wore it for the day. I wore it home. Ah, uh, but that was it. Finishes on the Upper West Side. It finishes in Central Park. So yeah. I was able, I mean, that's another crazy thing. It's like, how does everyone get home after that? They're just, they just run so long. They go on the subway. But, that's what uh, I, yeah. like in New York City, but I would does, always be like, the subway? What's happening? You should. How can you not collapsing? I know. Yeah. Get yeah. an Uber home at that point. Exactly. I know. I walked home. It was close enough to walk, but it was like, it was hard. And the other thing I used to detest was the speaking. I said, I described the people running as a sea of people earlier. 
after the marathon, the sea of like those metallic. Yes. Yeah, the Mylar blankets. I can't. That's what they are. <laughs> I, what, are they effective? Why, why do people have them? I don't understand. It's, it's so, supposed. So you stay warm. Yeah, yeah. So that you don't get like high. Hypothermia, I guess. Why would you get hypothermia? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Why are you? Why are we wearing those in the winter? Like, why aren't they coats? Like, if they're so effective at keeping you warm, I've never understood why they don't like make those use that material as coats. Yeah, make a poncho or yeah. Oh my gosh! You guys. Oh, speaking of feeling not left out, more like competitive. Is that I don't know. And now, now I'm started on a marathon thing, but. You guys, the people, Chelsea Clinton ran a four hour and 20 minute marathon. It took her how long? Four hours. My time was five hours and eight minutes. That's uh-huh. not a good time. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not. She ran it in four hours and 20 minutes. That's a really good time. I, I can't break down the math right Wait, now. How it's is like four hours and 20 hour, 20 minutes better, it's, like so much better than five, eight? Well, you're kind. It just, I, it, I mean, I don't know. It's much faster. No, she's. My time, I didn't even realize till afterwards that like how I don't, I don't, I'm now it sounds like I'm fishing for compliments. People, when I've like read about marathons since running the marathon, people laugh at a five over a five hour time. They're like, oh, you like that must have been a walk. People want sub four hour times. No, those Do you people know what can, that is? Those people can shut up. Thank you, Casey. They can shut up. Thank you for saying it. And also, by the way, that's like Chelsea Clinton ran every mile, not even two minutes faster than you. I don't know how you did that math so quickly, but yeah, yeah, that's another good. Thank you. You know, it's like, well, yeah, she's Chelsea Clinton. She's Chelsea Clinton. She had Secret Service helping her. She did. Maybe they were cheering her on, though. Maybe they they ran along with her and and cheered her on. Or but yes, I I think anyway, running a marathon is remarkable, and I'm happy that you did it one time, even though it was miserable for you. Um, you raised money and. That's great, yes. but there are I easier want, yeah. ways to raise money, I guess. Well, for sure. I, I can't, I want to, I want to be in the mentality of like, you know, like all of these Peloton instructors, they're like whisper or they don't whisper. Their psych up like mantras are all about like, you're never too old. You can keep doing it. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I but they're now. all literally 26 years old. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> and also like, if you were never too old to do anything, like retirement wouldn't be a thing. You know what I mean? Like, they, right. like they, you wouldn't work toward like taking a rest when you were older. That's it. That's you know? it. That's it. If there so. is a time and it's, yeah. So I, I feel physically, yes, I'm, it, everything's just harder now. Everything's oh, harder. Man. Everything's wild. And then yeah. you have another project that is it on hold? You have a show that you're starring in and executive producing, right? Oh, you're kind. Well, listen, we don't know if it got picked up. It's okay. it's you guys have you met well, I know you know Paul Feig. He is executive producing it, and it's um Sharon Horgan show from God UK. Yeah. And it's called Motherland. And I don't I don't know what if our show gets picked up. I don't know what it will be called. It's tentatively titled Drop Off. And it's a great, guys, who knows? I, and now it's on hold as with so many things because right. of the strike. Right. So it might, we don't know if it'll get, we just shot the pilot. So Where, I don't know what, what, what kind of, like, was it, is it a streamer or a network or what's It's going to be on ABC. It's a okay. network show. And what's yeah. it about? And it's, it's about moms. Guys, it's about moms trying to keep it together. <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> 
Yeah. I know about that. You know it a thing so, or two? It sounds so good because it's a it's a version of a UK show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, the UK shows are so good. They're they are so, so good. good. They're they so, are. so good. And I think Sharon Horst, she's like my she's I did as she's I, I love her. Yeah. She's a genius. And she's I incredible. She's incredible. Have you guys, do you know her? Have no, you I just her? love her. Never I have love met her. her, but have had many friends who have worked with her and all say she's the best. That's why I was so excited to see it and like paying attention to it. So I'm sorry that yes. it's like kind of, you know. It's in that limbo. limbo zone. Yeah. But I loved the original, like the UK version of it. And it's that thing of like, and I hope that they bring some of that. I, I always use the word. I don't always use the word. It's the first time it's occurring to me. It's the first time I'll use this word raw. Don't you feel like UK shows are like a little more raw? Like yeah. people don't really have their makeup on and like everything's just a little. Yes. Grittier. Grittier. I don't know. Yeah. Grittier. Grittier. We said it at the same time. We knew exactly right. I was, <laughs> I I knew was what going you with grainy and then I was like, no, it's not the, it's grittier. Not the quality it's of grittier. the. It's grittier. It's grittier. And I hope that they would could use some of that in the American iteration of the show, but who knows? But it, yeah, it's. It was a great experience shooting the pilot. And now it's like that same thing where it's like, oh, that seems like ages ago. We shot it in March. And it's like, right. but busy to the point of, this might be an offline conversation, but of moving because they will film yeah. it in LA. Oh, so boy. it's like, how old yeah, are your kids now? They're six and three. Oh, it's the perfect uh, time, perfect ages to well, live in LA. They're portable. Yeah, they're little. Yeah. Are, your and, girls, are they here going to school? Yes, yes. Yeah. And like, I've, yeah. It's well, it's I think it's but I think it's better here for in that Good. in regards to that. Yeah. Yes. Um and plus they have kids. that great three year gap, I think is so good for like their relationship too. Mine are three apart and I think it was the best the best. It's gap. So, how old are yours? Uh twenty <laughs> twenty four and twenty one. Adults. Okay. She oh, has adults. I have like teenagers have, and you have yeah. little kids. But I, little I kids. will say Living in LA with kids that age is a damn dream. Because oh, six and three. Oh yeah, it's yeah. much better than tell New me. York. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Are you? But kidding? tell me why. Well, because what I you like about live New York in your is car. You yeah. have your house has a jungle gym in the yard, and also yeah. probably a pool that's gated. But then you your kids can swim. Like yes. you have all this space. Everyone's got their own bedroom. Even you and your husband. Like everybody's right. got right. their own space. It's there's so like the parks are great. It's nice right. year round. You can be yeah. out. The little boys can be like outside digging in dirt. <laughs> right year and round. That is, Right now, the the ordeal of the day, and not on the more on school days because obviously they have to go to school, but on weekends where there's nothing to go to, the ordeal of getting them because you can't push them outside because no. it's not a house, and we're on the fourth floor, and it's like you have to go down the stairs to go outside to cross the street to go to a park, and there are so many. Actually, during the Bake Off show, I was it we I stayed in like a. Like right outside London, there was it was a little row house and there was a yard and the yard wasn't big, but I'm telling you, you could just open the door and they could run outside. This and makes, I was like this. It makes a no, huge difference. Anyone that has yeah. very small children, I'm and they're trying to decide between LA and New I'm like, oh my God, go live yeah. in Los Angeles. Are you oh. out of your mind? When we lived I'm in so Bro- happy you're saying this. When we lived yeah. in Brooklyn, we had like an alley behind our apartment. Like that was the this view is what I'm saying. of the windows. And my son, when my older son, when he was little, he would be like, mom, I want to go outside 
there. I want to go play there. And I'd be like, no, but we can't because, like, that's not a place where, like, we can't even go in there. And he would always be like, I cannot believe I cannot go there. <laughs> like, that's ours. And I was just like, yeah, we can't. I'm sorry. But it was nuts. And what you get used to and what you're like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this will do. You're like, this is, but the, actually psychotic what you're putting up with. Like, Ellie, like, I'm actually shocked that you're, that we're, that you, that it didn't occur oh, really? to you that, like, little boys, how much easier your life would be. I know. In Los Angeles with small children. This is, you are speaking, it's like we were, you were meant to, you were sent to me to say this because the agony, so Michael and I will be like, I don't know, it's a big move. And and the thing is, I, I my sister is there, my brother is there, I like see what their children, it's so nice. <laughs> and yet still, because you know why? I'll tell you, I think this is why. I think I hold in my heart <laughs> this idea of New York. That is the New York before I had kids where I'm like, it's amazing. And it is. It is also really. And you know when it is amazing again? When they're 10 and 13. That's great. Yeah. 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 And when or when they're 13 and 16 or, you know, or when they're in high or when they're going into high middle school and high school. Right. Like because then they have all this freedom and they can like go out and then you have all this freedom. Right. Yeah. Right. Where you're not. I mean, this is. I, it is, well, I will say my old James, the six-year-old, he says to me a lot. He's like, I just want to go. This is so sad. I just want to go outside and have it be calm. And I'm like, I know it's because it's instant chaos. The minute you walk out, there's no, you don't go for a while. I mean, listen, millions of people raise their kids here. It's fine. I will tell you as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at an air conditioning unit on the third floor. So we, we emailed the super about this. I knew this was going to happen. Like two weeks ago, we saw a pigeon, very big pigeon. It was like a month ago. Lots of twigs looking like she's nesting. Well, what do you know I'm looking at now? But two baby pigeons <laughs> on the AC unit on the third floor. It is foul. And and I and you know there's Legionnaire's disease. Maybe you don't know. That's I like, do, I know. Yeah, you don't you don't need it's you don't need that. Pigeon Even droppings. Bit, so, Getting sucked into your... Into the AC units. Like, I don't know where... I mean, it's not our floor, but it's... You don't... LA has its rodent problems, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you a horrifying story about tree rats, which are like little tiny rats that live in the palm trees. But anyway, I don't need to get into that now. Um, I just am saying that it would be great for yes, you. Yes, this is all. great to hear. And yeah. uh and New York, here's the thing about New York, it's here. It'll be there. But it's It'll also your home. I understand that when some right. some place has been your home for so long, sometimes it's hard to just imagine. Like even in your house, like sometimes when you're like you just can't imagine your house being used in a different way. It's hard it's hard. Right. And it also the idea of having um because we've only lived in apartments with them, I get with the kids. So it's like, it feels like you can always find them. Yeah. And so the idea, when, when we go to visit my parents in St. Louis, I'm like, we're in a house. I, I don't know where they are. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's, it's not a reason to not move. <laughs> you're, ne- you're definitely 100% not alone. Yeah. Well, you can also in LA get um, a ranch style house, which is just, <laughs> True. that's yes. essentially like True. an apartment. 
Well, that's true. That's true. Ellie, we always ask our guests if they would share with us a pivot story from their life, like a time when they thought one thing was going to happen and something else happened or they made a choice that was unexpected. And so I wondered if you had one to share with us. Yes. um, I love a pivot story. Let me think about this because that's all life is. And it's taken me so long to understand that. That it's like, oh, this isn't going this way. You're going to have to pivot to this way because everybody likes to schedule. Everybody likes to do things as planned. Um, this isn't the like most profound pivot, and it has to do with work. So I apologize for talking about showbiz. We accept but it all was, pivot stories. This pivot is here to stay in that case. <laughs> so during, I was working on this movie called um, Home Sweet Home Alone. Title, not my idea. Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> We were shooting it in Montreal, and then the pandemic happened. Everything got shut down. Everyone had to pivot, of course. I was so worried when they started talking about bringing it back in the fall of 2020. I was so worried because, oh, my gosh. Do you remember those times? It was of like course. It was still, nobody knew anything still. And so it was like, oh, my gosh, as a mom, am I going to expose my kid? Am I going to be bringing home COVID? Am I going to be... Um, exposing them to COVID. They're going to be in Montreal, like, like now with me full time in a, a, in a house. <laughs> a scary <laughs> like, house. By, by scared of a house. It was it, <laughs> like, you know, and the, the biggest thing was, of course, like COVID. It was just, I don't, I'm going to get it doing this. And, yeah. but the thing is, I like had to do it. I was contractually obligated. I, it was one of those things where I don't want to say I didn't have a choice. But I didn't really have a choice. It was just something I had to accept. This is happening. You have to figure out a way to bring your kids, to get them there safely and to keep them safe. And it turned out to be, not in a dramatic way, but it was like I met um, one of the, the nanny who took care of my kids while I was there, like taught me so much about how to, uh, this sounds like a very weird pivot story because I'm like, my nanny taught me how to do this. And it is, I am aware of that. But what happened is she like in a, in a, a period of time where I felt very during the pandemic, isolated, not knowing what I was doing, mothering, like all of these things, because you're in such a vacuum. All of a sudden I had help from a very capable, confident, kind woman who really helped me with my children. And I started to feel like a lot better about what I was doing with them specifically just in terms of like sleeping and meals and and everything like that. And I couldn't, I would never have met her had it not been for this like return to Montreal. But more than that, my kids were so happy there. It was like this weird, now I think back on it, I'm like, that was such a wonderful two month time where I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And it seemed really scary. And also just like, I don't know, slightly risky. And Putting all of the, like, you know, as many, um, I guess, safeguards in place as I could, they actually thrived during that time. So it was just this, it was a, it was, um, it turned out to be a thing of like, well, you can go and you can like, you know, be miserable and, and not take any measures to make sure that you feel good about it or you can do the opposite. So I do feel like I'm. I am happy that that ended up happening because there were so many good things that came out of it. And it's, it's like a very, um, 
I don't know. It's a very fortunate pivot. Well, it's a pivot in it's a pivot in thinking, right? Like it's a pivot in the way that you in the way that you think about an obligation. Right. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think it's really beautiful that you talked about learning from this person, this professional whose profession you respect. You learned from them uh, in a way that made you more confident. And I think that's so, because like, you know, obviously like to have someone take care of your children is very lucky and fortunate. When your kids were super, super little during the pandemic. They were were really little. They were brand newish. One and four. Yeah. Yeah. She, and this woman, she is British. She is actually like, like she went to, you know, oh, she went to the nanny school London. they have nanny schools. Yeah. So it's like, she knew in a Wait, very, what is the name of it? Um, do you remember? North, 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 Norland, Norland, Norland school Norland. for nannies. You guys, did I, the super wait, nanny I have go a, there? Yes. And I have, who a, went there? Super did nanny. The, the super nanny. Oh. Yeah. And I have a friend who's obsessed with Norland nannies. Mm-hmm. Like, ups, I'd never heard of it before. Like recently. Yeah. Oh well, my why, gosh. Yeah. And, a friend that's like telling me all about it and like, oh, the only person I would ever have watched my children. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? What is this? I've never yes. even heard of this thing. Yes. But and it now is you're- a full vibe. It is. And you guys, the reason I met her is because production had to, like, if I had to work, well, somebody had to take care of kids. So it was like, I would never have met her had it not been for this job. And they, I mean, they're pro, like by definition. Yeah. This woman, what I, I will sing her, I won't say her name because I'm not sure I'm allowed to. It's like, you're not actually, there's some anonymity thing with Norland. So yeah, she, for sure. I'll they work for Mary like, Poppins. yeah, they work for like all of the royal everything, yep. but also just regular people too. Like they're just, yep. but they have like, it's so fascinating. And I know. And I don't know why they don't have something like that here because I, do, I, I agree. Mean, a, right. Like I felt. So not only she was actually, I think, 24 or something. She was not my, she was not, she was so young when I think about it, but she knew like in a very clinical way, like how to, because I was losing my mind during that time with the pandemic and then having a kid who wasn't sleeping. And she, she like taught me how to sleep. No, it's different for every kid. I know there's no yeah. other way to do it, but she helped me. She with had getting some him tools. Under control. Well, she had some tools in her in a, in a superhero toolbox. <laughs> because we're turned loose with these kids, like, out of the hospital. And, like, I never got any education on how to parent a child. Like, other no. than, like, whatever books I picked up on my own, which, like, the quality of those obviously varies. And, you yep. know, so, I mean, I think that's really wonderful. And I think it speaks to probably the way that we prioritize things in this country versus maybe, like, in the UK. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, yep. They and, and, right and Canada right like it's yeah. like they take care of people yeah it's like the most important job also on the subject of that that's what I was gonna say I think I'm done reading mommy blogs or like parenting books from people who don't have I want people with grown children to yeah that's why I take all my advice from Casey or Michelle <laughs> yes. who has a 17 year old yes yeah because you want someone let's see how they turn out Do yes. you know what i mean like yes. if they're doing well at 17 at 21 and 24 yeah then i want to listen to you but a fellow parent with toddlers no you also i also i'm gonna right. be very Say controversial it. right now we may have to cut okay. this out i don't want to take okay. advice from anyone who has one child i'm sorry <laughs> oh, oh. well it's i'm i'm, very, I'm sorry i'm i don't with you 
I, it's totally different. You know, when I, I worked, Ellie, when I was young, I worked at the Rosie O'Donnell show and mm-hmm. Rosemary Clooney, I don't know why I was talking to her. I guess I'm, I was probably pregnant. Oh, I must have been pregnant. And I had my other kid with me because we had daycare at the Rosie show. And I remember her telling me that one kid was hard, two kids was twice as much work. Three kids started to feel like twice as much as two kids. So like six kids, Mm -hmm. you know, or four between four and six kids. And then she said, after three kids, if you have like a fourth kid, they start to take care of each other. And like that's (laughs) I never realized that I was like, that is the key. They start taking care of each other. I just met somebody in New York. Like, I just don't see as many children, as many parents with many like multiple children in New York. But I met someone who was pregnant with her seventh child. Whoa. I, 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 just as a woman, like she didn't look like out of the ordinary. And we started talking. It was a, at like a street for a school street fair. And she's like, Oh yeah, my, my older kids aren't here. And I was like, Oh, do you have another one? She's like, yes. Oh, I have six, oh, seven. Whoa. I was like, that is, but they must take care of each other. That's it. I have to ask you, Casey, is that the marvelous Mrs. Maisel soup, little suitcase? In- yes. Been because I was like, and I was like, I won't. It might be boring. I we use it. My kids, they use it as like for dress up. Oh, they for love their it. dress and up. Like, That's so funny. So long ago. It's from like, or unless they send another one that I didn't get. No, they sent. The- they sent it like in the first season of Marvelous. Yeah. Did, I Ellie, love that you Ellie is talking about in my background on my credenza. I have like a a little um press the marvelous mrs Maisel press kit was sent in like a little train case in the i think the first or second season yeah. and i have i think sewing supplies in there is what i yeah have, oh, yeah i have sewing like- supplies <laughs> that's what i should put in there because um uh yeah we uh, i my instinct when something is ripped is to do i mean like their clothing is ripped i do yeah. a lot of iron on patches i oh, know that- i think that's so good it's- i don't know it fixes it it's quick but recently it is quick yeah. Recently, I was like, oh, I guess I could also sew it. So I got this like sew- sewing materials. But the thing is, I'm not good at it. But I can keep the needles and stuff in there. Yeah, you definitely can. You know what? Um, do you know like about- I put like, crayons in mine, just FYI. I can't believe we all still have that. Like what an effective <laughs> marketing tool. Right? It is. Guys, I'm going to say something. What? I've never say watched it. You've Mrs. never Maisel. watched Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> I've never watched it. So, so whilst- I enjoyed the little suitcase. Yeah. To put my crayons in, my kids' crayons Did in. Did you? Never now, why it. didn't you watch it? I don't know. I just didn't watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't on principle. I I, no. I watched a couple. No, I watched I didn't, it. I don't mean I don't mean principle. Right. Like, like yeah, no, yeah, I know like, what you like, mean. That'll make you feel bad about living in New York City, that apartment that Mrs. Maisel lives in, because she's Forget like, it. I have no money and I'm like a young single mother. And she lives in this like apartment that has 85,000 rooms. It's like, no, I, I can't. I, I that kind of it's fun to watch. But then I start to think, oh, wait, why don't I have that? <laughs> yeah. Why am I living here? I don't have it. Yeah. You, you lived you were born in the wrong era. I know. It's I know. True. It's I was definitely. I was definitely. When were you? When should you have been born, or when would you like to have been? Born? Um, like forty years from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you will be. You don't know. Maybe yeah, know. maybe that's possible. <laughs> I actually think it's so funny. Um, Paula Pell and I were having this conversation about, and I think we talked about it on the podcast with Sophia. 
Black Dahlia. Did we talk about this a little bit? Where like, you know, Paula came of age in comedy at a very specific time, you know? Right, right. And like she, because of her being like voluptuous, a voluptuous Mm -hmm. woman with a body was encouraged and told to put the performing on the shelf and just write. You're just a writer. You can't, you're not, you don't belong in front of the camera. And wow, I know like, yeah, but also I think about the things that I was told when I first started in the late nineties, like about my appearance and that it wasn't enough or, you know, thin enough or pretty enough or I don't know, boring enough. I don't know, whatever, whatever it was, you know? And I do like, Paul and I were having this conversation where she's like, I am never, I never begrudge anybody's success now. Like I, like she doesn't, she's, you know, Paula, she's like the greatest human of all time. And she's so supportive and encouraging of everyone. But she's like, but sometimes I do feel a little pang of like, I wish I'd been born just a little later. Like That's I wish I would have been born yeah. in the nineties. I feel right. that or the too. 80, you know, like I feel that too because I'd like to give it a try and see what I could do in a different world than the one that I right. came up in. But right. I'm sure you must have stories about that too, Allie. You must have gotten like stupid, thoughtless comments. Oh, over. of course. But it is is her 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 point is that it is. I mean, and this is an optimistic, reassuring thing that she wishes she had been born a little later because the culture is changing. It's getting better. It's getting, I mean, yeah. so that's great. I think more. that's true. And yeah. and I think it's true because like, you know, we, like, I don't know, we were discussing a really funny comedic performance of somebody who, a woman who's, you know, not a size zero or right. whatever, but that had not has nothing to do with the part at all. And right. she's still considered like the she's it's still like she's just like a hot lady doing yep. a thing, but it's not this thing that it used to be, where if that was the part, it, the woman alt cast also had to look a very specific way. Right. In order to right. get the part. Which right. I right. definitely felt as a as a young performer and Paula even more so was like basically just like it's not not for you you know what right. I mean right. which is so right infuriating uh, yep. robbing the world yes yeah and in so such a short sighted way that's exactly right and and busy you were starting with I mean like that was I don't know how to say it's it was drama it was television it was like like I had a different path personal, like just through improv comedy and stuff. So I think it was a little different entering that way. You went, I mean, what was your very first job? Freaks and Geeks, the pilot. That was your first job? Yes. So it's like you're immediately, and that's a comedy, but it's like also, I don't know, it's, it. what year was that? 1998 was the pilot. Yeah. That's and like then we, such yeah, a different era. And that, I mean, it, it is even just yeah. then. And then you're an actress. Like, I always feel, felt like, oh, I was, like, more comedy, and that felt more, I guess, accepting of different looks. But Paula is saying the opposite there, too. But that's, that's Right. You know, I know. Isn't that interesting? I mean, that's, like— A little like a, bit older than we are. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, even just that much distance from it. Yeah. I don't know. It's really 
fascinating. Ellie, I can't believe it took me this long to bring up the fact that Cricket's obsessed with The Office and it plays in our house <laughs> oh, really? nonstop. Is, is it a new, is it a new obsession? My God. Tina's, I think Tina's, I forget which daughter was also, it's Penelope. also recently discovered It's Penelope. Yeah, because Penelope it's and Cricket so are like so similar. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's really uh, funny. That's not, do they, that's really nice. It's cute. I mean, they don't, I mean, they don't like, really, I don't know. They don't really hang out, but like Penelope's older than Cricket. Yeah. She's like, I think she's a year yeah. and a half older than Cricket, but Cricket, because okay. she's the little sister, yeah. really likes hanging with yeah. bigger, older kids. So, yeah. um, yes. But the obs- the office obsession yeah, in my it, house it, is so real. It's so interesting to me. It's, it's ongoing. Like, I feel it's like ongoing. it's world. It's, it's worldwide. Ongoing. I may. It was, I think we may be having an office themed birthday party. Is what I'm going to oh, say wow. to you. Oh boy, there you go. Yeah. You just you you just put it out there. It's happening. <laughs> it is so like. Did you guys watch? I watched it before getting a job on it. Yeah. I understand why people like it. It's a relatable nice show. What I'm interested in, or like. I guess, she like, loves joy, you by joyfully. The way. Oh, that's not well because it's a cartoony character, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, sort of cartoony. Like, my favorite characters yes. are like, well, Kelly and Ryan. I mean, they're just cart- well, they're all kind of cartoony. Yeah, yeah. Dwight. I think it's, she loves Dwight. Well, Dwight, it's iconic. Like, but I'm so interested that someone helped 10, 10, yeah, that like 10, 11, 12 year olds. It's it's like a I've said it place. before, I've said it before, and I'll say it to you right now. There's no difference than what they do at school every day. It's just school. It's true. It's just fucking school. And so they are like, they know it's like, there's an annoying kid. There's like the Angela. There's like a weird kid. There's the one, like the cool kid who's always pranking the other kid. Like it's just (laughs) school. It's just school. That's and why that's they all why love grownups it. liked it, yeah. I guess, too. Well, I wonder if as many younger kids watched it when it was on. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think when it was why. on, it was just adults that watched it. I think it. so. I think that's right. And it's like, so the last, Jenna texted all of us, the last, we finished filming 10 years ago, like in March. That was like the final day of shooting. So it's not, it's long ago, but it's not that long ago. And for it to already, I think, I feel like there was a break and then there was like a second, there was again, a renaissance. That's like not very, it was because of the pandemic. Everyone was, this is a nice comforting show. Yeah. A poultice again. A poultice. Yes. What is the, how do we, do we know how to spell it? I've never heard of the word. P-O-U-L-T-I-C-E. P-O-U-L. You know it too. Well, that's, I think that's interesting. That's an interesting point that you keep appearing in all of these programs that we find to be like a ball oh, on our interesting. A am I, am I the poultice? <laughs> are I you? So. I think so. You I are think a bit you, of a poultice. I I think I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. You've changed my, my mood. I started by telling <gasps> Casey that I was in such a fucking bad mood. Why? For the last few years. Years? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I wanted you to get into it for the last few, how many hours? Days, like the last, like yesterday Why? and today, I've, I was just like, I've been like, and Taylor Swift well, lifted my mood for sure. Yeah. Did you go to the, I, did you go I went to, the to Philly. I went to Philly. I drove oh. to Philly for the of concert. Did. did your girls go or no? Well, yeah. cricket, not for, it's not for cricket. Yeah. Now, if I texted cricket right now and told her that I was on a Zoom with you, the, yeah. the anger that she oh, would right. have towards right. me for not like having right. her jump in. Right, right, She's right, right, right. Literally obsessed. Jenna yeah. 
when she came to do Mean Girls, because I was doing Mean Girls too. Yes, yes. The first time that Jenna I came, can't it's it. going to be wild. It's so, I can't wait. so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but the first time that Jenna came, I was like, Jenna, you have to do a favor. Like, do me a favor. Like, oh, you just have to yeah. come meet Cricket. Like, come over to my house and we can have dinner or whatever. And she's like, yes. When I come back, I'm just, you know, because she was just, had flown in for like one day of work, basically. Yeah. I had to get home to the kids and da 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 Okay, fine. Then she broke her fucking shoulder. Did you right. hear this whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard. I saw her when she was here. It's awful. Ugh. I mean, and I was just like, you know yeah. what? Why don't you heal, finish the job, <laughs> and then this summer, maybe if you're in LA when I come with Cricket, you can see Cricket. Does Cricket know you saw her and like, Cricket asks with me her? every day, yeah. when is Jenna coming back to New York so that we can have dinner? Oh, no. I'm like, wow. I know, but you had I the it's a broken shoulder. Here's the you thing. Can, yeah. I, Maybe Ellie can jump out of a cake for Crick's birthday. I, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> when is Cricket's we, birthday? We're Ellie. never against asking a, a cast member of the office to go inside to something and hide. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> um actually we're doing her birthday party. This is the first year that I got smart about it. Um yeah. her birthday is fourth of July weekend. Oh. It has never been, it has never been a party with friends. It has been yeah. like a party with adults that her parents know. Yeah. And like, if they happen to have children, right. great. Right, um, right. But she's just like none of her schoolmates, like she's never had her friends at her birthday right. party. Right, ever. right, right. They're yeah. either like at camp or like out of town or whatever. So I'm doing a birthday party the first weekend in June. In June? Yeah, before the... I'm with her school friends. I mean, we'll celebrate her actual birthday. She'll get a cake and yes, like yeah. do the thing with her family. Like we all yeah. literally like we always do. Yes. But this time she just can have an actual birthday party with school friends. That's right. Yeah. Which that, that's, yeah, never that's occurred to me. Yeah. No, no. Oh, I know. Well, uh, James is July 27th and I've been like, oh, but so far it's fine. Cause it's yeah. like. The, it's preschool. Friends or yeah. But I. That wouldn't occur to me either, to be Are, honest. No, is he in kindergarten, first grade? Well, now he's in first grade. <gasps> but this will be like the first birthday with like, oh, like he actually has friends. I don't know. Right. I don't know what right. to do. But but yeah, you can do it preemptively or not. That's probably, again, the wrong word. You can do it before her actual birthday. Yeah. yeah. There's and no I'll one, be there in the cake. There's, <laughs> you are, no, you're a hundred percent coming. James has a, um, a um, it's not a school play. It's a, theater class play uh -huh. um, on Saturday morning. So I won't be available then. The party's any, on any Sunday. Other party's on I'm Sunday. There. I'm yeah. there. <laughs> I'm there. Ellie, not kidding. It's happening. I know. I know. Just send me the invite. I will. I'll be there. Oh my gosh. And James uh, can come too. He'll be around oh, older oh, women. So. I would love that. Uh, <laughs> he that's his, that's his sweet spot. <laughs> he like loves older women. He's very, he, I think he has not a lot of time for Kids his age, boys his age. Sorry, well, that, that's I love older, it. That's the older kid. That's yeah, always. yes, Birdie yes. too. Birdie's yeah. like best friend right now is like twenty three. The babysitter, of course, of course. <laughs> like they're literally best friends. They like, I, I'm, I'm constantly like, wait, am I gonna get a Venmo for this? Or are you guys just hanging out? Like I don't even understand what's happening. Like I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> it's so fun. It's good though, right? It's, it's great. Better. It's like so good. It's like. Not punch up, but like, yeah, hang out with someone who has more life experience, right? And, and I think it's like, as long as the people are 
good people, which, right. you know, right. you're not. Anyway, Cricket and her friends are great. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. They'll yes, be good yes, for yes. James. Okay, well, and we'll it's going to be, be at too. some sort yeah. of like VR video gaming type place. I don't know if he's allowed, but. Whoa. Uh, he's about to be. He's about to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am sorry you're in. I, I, I love bad mood. I love hearing that other people are in bad moods too because I also was in a bad mood all morning. So I mean, I, don't even, I couldn't even pinpoint it though. Me neither. I, like, I don't know what. I went and I did my pottery. I tried yeah, like I tried to like, no, I yeah. just was like in such a shitty mood and I was telling Casey and then you really turned it around, Ellie. Oh, Kemper, oh I hope so. I don't know. It's because same for you, ladies. For you me, you know what because, you are. Uh, you're no. a poultice to the you're soul. You're a poultice. Poultice to, <laughs> to the soul. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you guys, I'm putting yeah. it on it. That's our new yep. t-shirt. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm like, I should be embarrassed. I've never heard it before, but I'm. Uh, it's all I'm using now. A hundred percent. My my best friend Emily Beebe used to say that mashed potatoes were the only poultice she mm-hmm. ever needed for her soul. <laughs> It's that popular that like everyone uses it but me. <laughs> Wait, also, by the I way, love... to be fair, it could just be me and Emily Beebe that well, use no. it. You know what I mean? No. Casey, Casey knew what it was, it? but well, do you use it or what? Well, do you yeah, just know did what it you is? know what it was? Yeah, you know what because it is. because I worked in a nursing home, and so those people loved a legit <laughs> a legit poultice. Like they would ask you to make one up for them to put on their aches and pains. So oh my God, oh, it's a literal, it's, it's a, a literal, literal thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, a thing cell. that you put on cell. or like a like a mixture of something good that you put yeah. on to oh. take away pain. Yes. Oh. That's what you are. Oh, that, that, oh I that's not. You you guys are, you are. And, you're, and talking with you has lifted my spirits. Okay, good. So thank good. you. That, that makes me so thank happy. You. Ellie Kemper, we love you so much. I can hang I out you. with it's- you. Mutual. For, yeah. Forever. Uh, you yeah. really you really do lift everyone's spirits. And it's true. It's and as real- long as your phone number is the same, I'm texting <laughs> you. And- My phone number is the same. Casey, Great. maybe you come in for it too and we and we hang out more in person in at, at Cricket's birthday party. I would love I, that. I, I really will. And oh, busy if you change no, your mind, that's fine. Ellie, but, there's but no don't change you have no okay. there's no way you're getting out of this. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> I'm not. I even gave you my conflict. I was like, Saturday morning, I'm not, you're like, well, it's Thank Sunday. God. I'm so great. I'm so good that it's, yeah, it's Sunday. I think it's Sunday afternoon. No, if I can bring James, I would love to because he, he'll, he'll like have a ball of and then course. it'll be great. I'm going to okay. make a gift bag for him. Boy. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Busy. Thank you. I'm there. Okay. It's a real talent that you have, Ellie. Everybody watch Ellie on the Tell great American, great it's, American it's bake off. Bake, yeah. Well, great I have am- to tell you, it's a great American baking show. Baking show right. because Pillsbury has the rights. Yes, like, to bake off as a trademark. Yes, so oh, right, it's right, a right. baking show. But you know, I've been calling it bake off a lot. Well, I'm people just bad. do, and because it's called bake off in the UK, and people sneak yep. and watch it. On right, the that's right. But it's the great American baking baking show. show. Are all the episodes yep. out now? They're all out now. They're on Roku. Okay. Okay. It's um. It's, I love uh, well, Roku. I love Roku. Anyone can so, get a Roku. I like it's just an app. I like to visit Roku City. Uh, <laughs> you might not know about that if you don't have Roku, but Roku has the best screensaver in the biz, and it's like is it a Roku? I have. I'm sitting. That's a Roku. Yeah. So when you turn yeah, it on, Roku, just like let it yeah. go to sleep, and then the city passing oh, by, I I watch it okay. for fucking hours every week. Yeah. It, oh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> That's that's her impulses. She just watches Roku City. 
I love that. Yeah, it's on. It's I'm gonna on. watch. I'm gonna watch with Cricket. I'm gonna show her. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna tell Cricket what's happened okay. yet because we don't. Yeah. Also, if something no. does come up, I can't. No, no, risk no. I, it. I can't risk no, I, it. I believe me. We've all been burned. Like, yeah, <laughs> for real. Premature promises. Yeah. So. I, but I am going to set her up a little bit by, I'm going to, we're going to watch The Great American Baking <laughs> the Show. Great American Baking Show. Mm-hmm. You'll like it. The contestants are really sweet. And Prue and Paul are fantastic. But and yes, Zach, all, Zach Cherry and Zach is so Cherry, wonderful. Like the yeah. sweetest. I mean, his name is Cherry, but he is just as sweet. Well, I guess <laughs> cherries can be tart. He's not tart. He's a sweet cherry. He's a sweet cherry. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> She'll be here all week, guys. She'll be here She'll all be week. She'll be here all week. Catch me live. Um, okay. <laughs> Ellie, thank you so much for hanging thank you out so with us. Much, Have the best Casey afternoon. Thank you. I, I feel much better now. Thank okay, you. Me too. I, I Good. need the I'm chat. Just... Okay. All right. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Fucking delightful human being. She really is. My God. Sunshine. Human sunshine. She's a poultice for the soul. Yeah. That Ellie Kemper. I like that she's like, everyone's saying poultice without me. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. (sighs) I just love her. I love her so much. I love Kimmy Schmidt too, though, I have to say. Yeah, such a good show. Just That show is not as much of a feel-good because it's like dark. It has because it's really it's really a comedy about trauma, which is like it has some darkness to it. But again, like we were talking about Mrs. Maisel and like the aesthetic, the aesthetic of Kimmy Schmidt, I love so much. Um, Yeah, I just love the overall production. Is is I love it. You were on Kimmy Schmidt how many times? I don't know a few, a few episodes, a few times. Yeah, a few different episodes. I played Artie who was Carol Kane's, like, boyfriend who dies. I played yeah. his daughter that she, like, right. didn't know about or something, right. I think. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, a little bit of an, an arch nemesis to Carol. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a wild thing to have played. Um, wait, I have to pee. Okay. Do it. You know how important electrolytes are, and you know how much we love Element. Listen, my personal feeling is that electrolyte deficiency is like everything that ails you always. Like if you have a headache, you need more electrolytes. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I have to say, with friends of mine, who are feeling like a little weird? Whether it's like I don't know, you've had a you had a couple glasses of wine the night before, or you worked out really hard, or you know what, the weather's changing, it's hot out. Element is a very tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need, nothing you don't, lots of salt, no sugar. It contains science-backed electrolytes. 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium. We don't need to know the ratio. We just need to know that it doesn't have any junk. It has no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And it's suited for you if you are keto or low carb or paleo or whatever you are. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in your body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, nerve impulses, busy, Um, 
And Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches and muscle cramps and fatigue and sleeplessness. Come on. When you sweat, the primary electrolyte loss is sodium. Athletes can lose up to seven grams a day. We're probably not losing that, but we're losing it no matter what. So I highly recommend Element. Element's used by everyone from professional sports players, Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, and then just like moms and dads and me and Casey. Highly, highly recommend. And right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash best. This deal is only available through our special link. You have to go to drinklmnt.com slash best. Element offers a no questions asked refund. If you don't like it, try it. But if you don't like it, share it with someone. Give it away. And they're going to just give you your money back. No questions asked. So you really have nothing to lose. And you have everything to gain and electrolytes to gain. That's all. Just electrolytes. Very important electrolytes. Thank you, Element. Oh, we've talked about it before. You know my horror story about giving baby birdie gummy vitamins, thinking I was doing something good for my child. And instead, all that sugar and gummy junk just got stuck in her little teeth and too many cavities. Listen, that's why Haya was created. Haya vitamins were created, not specifically because of Birdie's situation when she was a little kid, but because this is like a very common thing that parents have gone through. And you don't want to give your kids just candy when you think you're giving them vitamins Haya is a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Most children's vitamins have at least five grams of sugar in it and can contribute to a variety of health issues. Haya has zero sugar, zero gummy junk, yet it really tastes great. Kids love it. I've taken them. And it fills in the most common gaps in children's diets to provide full-body nourishment for kids and a very yummy taste that they love. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts, pressed with a blend of 12 minerals, including vitamins D, B12, C, zinc, folate, supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. The organic fruits and veggies are pressed into it. And it's non-GMO. It's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, free of everything else you can imagine. It's designed for kids of all ages and it's sent straight to your door. So you have one last thing to worry about. Plus, my kids really loved uh, personalizing their little Haya bottles. And I love it because it cuts down on packaging. The bottle comes with stickers, and that comes with your first order. And we've worked out a very special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order to claim the deal. You got to go to HayaHealth.com busy. This deal is not available on their regular website, go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash busy and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. 
higher health. <sighs> Damn, Ellie Kemper's so cute. Oh, I can't. I can't take up. <sighs> um, oh, my God. I had a meeting with a plastic surgeon about you my did? stomach. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? Did did you feel like you got all your questions answered? Yeah. And then I was like, saw the what how much it costs. <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, oh right. It's um a surgery that right. uh is not covered by anything. No, 100%. Even though I have like diastasis, which is yeah. like we all have it. And I'm sure that if men, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, I don't even need to say the words because we <laughs> all know what I'm about to say. And we know that it's true. Um, but right. whatever. But they don't. So right. here we are. And then I was just like, trying to save money. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did, so for now, it's it, it's an I don't know. It's in the I don't it's, know. I'm on call. hold. I'm on hold. Yeah. Also, here's the other thing I was going to say. Like the recovery, which this really makes sense, the way that he was sort of describing. I don't need like a full, like a lot, like people who lose like a lot, a lot of weight and then they have like lots of skin to like remove. Of like body lift, yeah. Right, right, right. That's not what I have. And like even pre- even in pregnancy, like some women have just like crazy, crazy skin. Right. Over the last 10 years since Cricket was born, I've done a ton of the of like laser treatments right. and micro needling things in your, on my stomach skin. And like all of these other tightening things that like do work a bit. Right. So my what it would require is like not the most intense version of the surgery which would be great but the recovery is still like a it's recovery shit abdominal and, surgery by yes. the way like anything in that area you just you don't realize how much you use your core until you get a surgery on it you know well and like he was saying you know, I had vaginal birth, you guys know. Yeah. And he was like, I'm sure you've had friends that have had C-sections and you, like, what their recovery was post-C-section is very similar to, like, what your recovery will be sort of like, except minus the part where, you like, you haven't just given birth. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like right. six, you know, it's like six weeks, basically, of yeah. not... Like- yeah, you can't it's hard. you're not supposed to walk up and down stairs by yourself. For the first two right. like the first two weeks are like intense. It's but anyway, legit. so then so then I was so then I was thinking, because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna do it. You know me. Yeah. When of I course. like yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it like the first week of June. Right. So that by the time I have to fly internationally to take Birdie to boarding school, I'll be good. Like, what the fuck, busy? But <laughs> then I but then I upon Reflection. Yeah. Caused by the price initially. But then, <laughs> but then just more reflection. I was like, is this, is this the move to do to my 14-year-old who's about to go to boarding, who's about to turn 15 and go to boarding right. school? 
that the last summer before I take her to boarding school, I'm like laid up with abdominal plasty. Right. What the fuck? And then yeah. I just was like, okay, slow down. Me. Yeah. Like, first of all, even if I got the surgery next year or whatever, I'll still be, it'll still be, I'll still be young to get it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. whatever. And I think that probably the move is not to be like sort of kind of incapacitated in Birdie's last summer yeah. here. Yeah. Like not her last summer here, but like just this no, but summer like be- before she goes. Before a really big change. Right. Maybe I'm you, not going, maybe I'm not getting Yeah. Do you surgery. want the last no. thing, the last no. t- couple weeks you spend together? I get that. I think that's no. so, I think that's really smart and well thought out. And, and like, then I was like, if only I was a little bit more narcissistic, I would just do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're not saying you never will. You're just saying you're, you, you're hip po- hitting pause right now. I think that the pause button is just, very necessary due to the fact that my, due to just the timing of Birdie and everything. And like wanting to be able to like, if when we're in LA, she wants to go to Disneyland for the day. Like, okay, let's go to Disneyland for the day. Sorry, I have my Let's go to the beach. My my drains need to be. Exactly. Exactly. Did I I ever, that's, yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about when I had a C-section with Eli, I, well, I'm, I mean, obviously, no. I had a, both of my kids were ginormous. They were both C-section births. Lincoln's was a lot easier. Eli, I developed a really bad infection in the hospital, and I was very sick, like hallucinating. My fever was so high that I was hallucinating. And I also have really difficult veins to give an IV to, because of of, probably because of Ehlers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and like the IV nurse just couldn't even with me, and my veins kept collapsing. They brought in a pediatric anesthesiologist to put a an Good. IV, an antibiotic IV in my ankle because my arm were like gone. They couldn't, they weren't working anymore. And he couldn't do it in my ankle. And that little old man was so cute. He started crying saying, I'm so sorry. I'm hurting you. I feel terrible. I can't, I'm not doing a good job at my job. And I was like, it's not you. It's, it's like my veins. They're terrible. Wait, can I tell you something? Do you know what they have now? What? They have special technicians that are, um, ultrasound guided. Oh, that'd be so great. Uh, Whatchamacallits. Yeah. Phlebotomists. Phlebotomists. Oh my God, my words are coming back. (laughs) That would be so great. Even at that, even if I had that, I think that like a lot of my IVs, they went in, but they would just start to fail eventually, like start to leak um, because I was on really, really heavy antibiotics for this infection. It got to the point where one night my IV failed and the nurse on duty came in and she was like, I'm going to have to call the IV nurse to put another IV in. And I was like, in a lucid moment, I just was like, I know my body. I feel like the IVs are hurting me as much as the infection is because you keep having to do them over and over. And I just feel like if I can go eight hours and get some sleep, that my fever and infection will start to get better. And I was like, I'll take a thousand pills instead of getting an IV. And the nurse was just kind of like, I hear what you're saying. And she told me that I reminded her of her daughter and that she was going to make the call that like she couldn't get a hold of the IV nurse and she was going to sit with me. And she really did sit with me. And it really was like, I'm not even joking, so many pills. She had to sit with me while I took like all these giant antibiotic pills over the course of the night. But sure enough, 
I woke up the next morning. I was feeling better. My fever broke. The infection, like I wasn't in pain like I had been, whatever, whatever. The reason I'm telling you this story about the whole abdominal (laughs) surgery is because I was in a private room because I was so sick and they wanted me to have the baby with me. And he was in the room with me and I woke up and my mom wasn't there. She was like back at our apartment in Brooklyn for the night. Matt wasn't there. I don't know where he was. It was like everybody had vacated and let me get some rest. And the baby slept through, you know, most of the night. But anyway, I felt like... That's what happens when you have giant babies. Exactly. I felt like such a new woman that I was like, I'm going to get myself into the shower in this room and like wash wash myself as best I can for the first time in like eight days. So I went in, I took a shower. I felt so good. I put on a new nightgown, felt so great. My hair was cleaned and I like put on even a little makeup, I think. And then the baby started fussing a little and I was like, oh, he needs to eat. And uh, before I feed him, I'm just going to change him. And so I just unswaddled him in the little bassinet and undid his diaper and lifted up his little ankles. He projectile shitted all over my clean hair, my clean face, my clean nightgown, the wall of the hospital room, everything. I've never seen anything like, I didn't know it was possible for a body, let alone a little 10 pound body to do something like that. And I was laughing so hard. There was nothing I could do. I just put him back down, put his little heels back down in the bassinet. I almost blacked out from how hard I was laughing, but like the pain in my stomach from laughing from that unhealed incision, like... I had to call the nurse and she ran in and they had to give me so much of that. Like, have you ever had that clicking thing that does like, that does your pain medicine? Like I had like a little clicky thing that I clicked it for, I don't even know what it was, what the medicine was, but she can't, and you were only supposed to like click it one time if you had a lot of pain or like maybe click it twice. She came in and she had to click it like five times or whatever, but I was like almost blacked out just from laughing because of like projectile shitting when you have abdominal surgery. That's, that's my main memory of it. And you know, I love to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I think, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm still like, I still feel like I want to do it. Yeah. Maybe. But, but I just not now. Just I can't do it like the I can't do it like in three weeks. Like that's yeah. stupid. It's and too, I was yeah. and I was I might try to do my under eyes. I don't know, guys. You'll She's see. in a mood. I'm in a mood. I don't know what I'm doing. Did you talk to the doctor about your eyes? I did. Okay. And did that that well, that is not the same recovery, I would I would not think. No, like I think there's like it's like almost no recovery. It's okay. like very minimal, yeah. easy. Situation, kind of. I mean, it's still obviously. It's, a, it's, they, it's all surgery. Some, there's yeah. slicing involved. Yeah, but I don't even think it's the same kind of anesthesia. Oh, interesting. Like, I don't okay. think you're. I think it's pretty light. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What else is going on with you? How was your Mother's Day? I was in a bad mood. I'm telling you, I was in a bad mood. You ruined your own Mother's Day with I your did, bad mood. But then and and then we, I drove to. Yeah, I just was being kind of, I don't know. And I've been feeling like it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to have PMS at the same time as your teenage 
child. It's not yeah. the fucking vibe, guys. I'm just going to yeah. say it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But you were at the concert on Mother's Day, so that was good. Well, that part was great. Once yeah. we were there and then it was just like the concert was great. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. Like, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I got so many nice texts from you, but also our our friends, Paul and Janie. So many nice texts for so many people, like really, and messages on Instagram from all of you. So nice um, about Mother's Day. And I really, really appreciated it. And I had a nice day. I got a lot of flowers. Um, <laughs> which was nice. Um, my son Lincoln actually sent me flowers for his birthday, <laughs> which was so sweet. So those are still here. And then he sent me more flowers and Eli sent me flowers. And so just a lot of flowers, which was really, really nice. Everybody took extra nice care of me this year. Um, yeah, that's it. And then just picketing. That's my, you know. I know Mark wants me to come meet him, I think, right now. <laughs> Out on the picket line? Yeah, because they started late today. Oh, okay. There was a shift okay. at 4 p.m. Did you I see guess? my story about, <laughs> I tweeted this and it kind of like went a little viral. I, t- I was on the picket line at Disney and I saw this guy that he just didn't seem like, uh, like a writer at all. You know, he just, he Whatever. People are like, people are like, you shouldn't say that. Writers look like, and I'm like, listen, I mean, I can say that. I've been a writer for a long time and this guy looked like no writer I've ever met before. And he was a really great picketer. And so we just started chatting and um, he said that he was an agent, not even a writer's agent, a talent agent. And that he was kind of annoyed because he had like given a big speech at his agency about how everybody needed to get out there and support us. And he was the only one out there uh, on the picket line that he saw, the only agent out there on the picket line. So I said, well, it's very cool of you to be here. Thanks for like having our backs or whatever. And then he just shrugged and said, hmm, I love conflict. I mean, <laughs> I love conflict. <laughs> so I tweeted that it went around the the around the neighborhood, right. you know, everybody I knew saw it or whatever. And then people were like, I know who this is. I think this is my agent or whatever. And then so he was like, Hi, it's me, and like introduced himself, which is so funny. So he's like, Nick the agent is like my buddy now. But this is what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. what was so sweet is that he DM'd me and he was like, who's your strike captain? And I was like, oh, actually I'm Writers Guild East, but I'm just, I live on the West Coast now. So I don't even have a strike captain here. But I was like, uh, why? And he was like, because I convinced, you know, my agency that they should like cater lunch for you guys tomorrow. So I just wanted to arrange it. And he was like, Here's what I loved. He was like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. And then I was like, oh, I do remember who one of the strike captains is. So I was like able to put them in touch. All he wanted was a table to like put the catered lunch out. But anyway, Nick, the agent, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's been out like striking YouTube busy with the writers, um, just trying to, you know, trying to stand up for for what's right. But it was a really funny it was a little bit of a meet cute and uh, I really enjoyed meeting him. And then I love that he followed up with like, because he was like, I'm sure everybody's sick of pizza because a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pizza being eaten on the on the strike line. So he brought- Well, it's easy to eat pizza while you're exactly, walking. Exactly, exactly. He brought in some tacos, which was- uh, Also w- great. Also great. Very welcome. Comes and in its own little carrying case. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, just want to thank everybody who's been so thoughtful and asking like how they can support 
And it's really cool. It's cool to feel that way. It's a little different feeling than when the strike happened in, in 2007. So I'm just really grateful to everybody. I agree. Who's, yeah. Who's who's doing their thing and like aware of it. Even being yeah. aware of it is kind of a big deal. Anyway. Well, do you need to go pack? I need to go pack. Yeah, that's what I'm going. That's what I'm about to do my best at. Packing. You're going to do your best at that. <laughs> I, be- I believe in you. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing your best at? Oh, I don't know. Something. <laughs> You're making pig pots like the Dickens. So many pig pots, so little time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm behind on my pig potting. I, I Did you have pig? Like, you had pig pot goals that you're not meeting. I'm not meeting the. I'm not meeting my manufacturing goals that I've set for myself. Um, but you know those snouts don't make themselves, right? And I gotta. They have, they I gotta to snout right. them out. I gotta yeah. snout them. I gotta ear them. Yeah. I gotta tail them. Yeah. And then I got to decide what color they should be because I've decided that I'm not going to, they don't all have to be pink. No, they're not all pink. I know Mm -hmm. this firsthand, you know, because I'm like a farm girl. We didn't have pigs on the farm I grew up on, but there were pigs on the farm that my cousins grew up on. And I loved the, I did love the pigs. But when, did I tell this story about wearing my, one time I put on my aunt's pretty bracelet in her house and when I was little, and then I went out to help feed the pigs and um, the bracelet fell into the pig pen and got eaten. And then, uh, then I was assigned to look through their poops to try to find it. And I don't think I ever did, but I did learn a lesson about not wearing someone's pretty bracelet to slop pigs. But anyway, I don't like that. I don't like having to look through. No, it's gross. I played Wilbur the pig in. Did you in yeah, Charlotte's Web? I did. I was Wilbur. Some pig. I was, I was some pig. I was some <laughs> pig. It was really that was really when I first felt that it could be a reality for me. <laughs> this this career in entertainment. This life. This life. Do you have pictures when I knew. of that? Yes, I do have one picture of it. I do I see that. I was a pig also, but I think I was a pig in a manger scene when I was a kid, but not in. Honey, there were no pigs in that fucking manger. What are they doing to you? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Weird. <laughs> um, Maybe they let me pick my own animal. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I want to see that photo. Okay, we're, I'm gonna have to ask Barb Phillips. She's got it for sure on her computer. I'll text her right Okay, now. all right. And um, then, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I'm trying to like, I don't know. I'm trying to continue to slow it the fuck down in my brain and I'm trying so hard, Casey. And I know what you said at the beginning of the show is right. Like, I know that there's so much change and there's so much stuff and it's really hard to see the, forest for the trees or whatever the fucking expression that makes sense in this moment is. But also, you know, one of the ways that I've always coped is like to fixate on something. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just have to be very mindful of what it is that I'm fixating on. Right, right. And maybe I can fixate on something 
that would be beneficial to me in some way, shape, or form and not something that is going to continue to cause me anxiety and or feelings of low self-worth. Right, right. I mean, I think you're doing a great job, you know, because if you weren't able to slow it down, you'd be talking to us from a hospital room right now after you just got, you know, a tummy tuck. So... (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking true, you guys. It's so true. So I think you're doing a good job and like, you know what? I Maybe this... Maybe this connection will be helpful. You say you want to fixate on something that would be beneficial to you and not harmful to you. And I think that that comes with, I think there's, I think that that comes with making sure that you hit the step where you acknowledge to yourself that you deserve something beneficial, taking up your brain space, and your time. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're saying a lot of things have gone by the wayside for various reasons. Therapy, working out, you know, because you're doing what's best for other people. And, and by necessity, I'm not saying, like, anyone's trying to hurt you. I'm saying that, like, yeah, you have downstairs neighbors and they don't like you jumping, you know, and you have a job and therapy didn't work into that time, you know. But it's really easy to let those things be cut away from you mm-hmm. because it's really easy to give up the things that, are beneficial to you and ameliorate your anxiety, you know, it's it's just really easy because it's like yes. the thing that we've been telling mom since the 80s. You put yourself last, yeah. you know? You put everything else first and you put yourself last. But I just think, like, it's probably because we aren't telling ourselves a lot, I am worth this. 100%. And so it's how we get caught up in all these situations, all all these situations where we're not going to therapy, we're not working out, we're dating someone that is like, it's kind of fun to be with them, but also like they don't really think a lot about who we are or like what we're about or whatever. And we just like put up with it and, you know, and also you know, shit that we do to ourselves too. Like, uh, like I really want to write a book, but I'm not sitting down and writing the book because right. you're not giving yourself permission to like take that time. Um, you know, just all that stuff. But I think like, it's so weird. We, I see you and I see you not allowing yourself to do things for yourself that you would do in two seconds for anyone else. Yes. You know? That's fair. Yeah. So I just feel like that's the step that you have to find and stand on it, but it's the hardest step to find. I know. I know. It really is. But I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud that you were like, 
Because I know that feeling too. I know that feeling of like, even if it's like, I want this new pair of shoes or whatever, and you like, it's fun to like hunt for them and get the best price. And then you're excited that they're coming and then you get them and you're like, it's really cool for like two minutes. And then you're like, okay, but okay, I did just, I did just get my <laughs> new white Birkenstocks delivered to the house. Okay. Okay, Casey. Okay, witch. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you'll use those. No, I know. It'll be great. Well, I had, I had, guys, okay, just back to like, just for one second, just like a (laughs) fashion break for one second. White Birkenstocks are such a neutral. You get like, they're the perfect summer sandal. I had white Birkenstocks for like 10 years. At a certain point, they were no longer white and it was gross. (laughs) And, and so I think last year or the year before, I got rid of them. Yeah. And then I've been living without them. Yeah. And I decided to treat myself. Yeah. To some so new, new white Burks. Yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, something that I, I know, know that you're I'm talking gonna, about. I'm going to buy and put in my closet. Oh my you God. know, like that fucking weird tooth laser thing that I bought on Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. Don't ask you guys. <laughs> does it do anything? I don't know what it does. I don't even know what it's supposed to do. Here's the other show I've been watching a lot. I told you, I think. Modern Family. Have I told, oh, did I tell you this? Oh, no. But also, that's like- a poultice. Although, guys, I got to say, come in real close. No one gets mad. Uh, whatever, those guys hate me anyway. Um, not the actors, you know. That one yeah. guy from the show. Hates yeah. Me. Um, some of the storylines are definitely in, the, do not, don't hold up. They don't hold up. They don't stand the test of time. They do not stand the test of time. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to I'll have to go back and just check a few it out. of them. Yeah. Other than that, I'm obsessed. It happens. Although, I mean, to Almost, be fair, yes, yeah. every show. Every and to show. be fair, even the office, there are some things where I'm like, well, cricket, you understand what that that's not up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, right. Exactly. Even the Muppet um, show had to take out a bunch of episodes that did not stand the test of time. But it's good because um, we learn and we grow and we yeah. know better. And then we do you know better. better. You do better. Yeah, exactly, exactly guys. Exactly. Um, okay. So I should go because I really, now I'm like 45 minutes late to this. Yeah. Picketing. <laughs> All right. Well, go pick it. And uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll see you on the East Coast. I'm going to see you so soon. Very soon. Guys, um, we love you. We love you. Thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay.